glory in the legends of this hard muscle life. And there's poetry in each season made of sweat and strife. But now's the time to work and strain at a sport that tests the spirit and challenges the brain. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Hey, I'd like to have 75 degrees of sunny all the time, too, but that's not football. Do you fear the force of the wind, the slash of the rain? We're going to play us through light and rain. Go face them and fight them. Be savage again. Put me and Coach Podcast back on the airwaves after a little break. A lot going on right now. Football is back. We are almost a week in there's uh, Redskins training camp. <sighs> and obviously the MLB trade deadline was just yesterday. We're recording Wednesday night. Hello, everyone. Bobby Blanco, Greg Porter, What's Ian up? Foster, Tom Natale. Put me and Coach Podcast at PMIC Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, Google Play, um, Apple Podcast, Instagram. All the all the good stuff. All the things that are good. All, all the, the fun above. stuff where you you know you don't um, look. Up, I'm at up Tom at Tom underscore Natalie. As you'll see, one of my most recent likes was by Darius Geis. Hey, that's a no big deal. Hash hash brown it. I'm hey. still smiling. Winning off the field. That is an that is an Virginia's doing point. great. And um, it was on my thread, and I was so jealous, <laughs> but so happy the at field. the same time. Yeah. Um. Hold on. Wait. You like that? Oh, like that. fuck! Do we have to get rid of oh, these? I think we do. Fuck! We can't get rid of that. This is a classic. There are some other Kirk ones on here. We probably have to get rid of. Wow, that just hit me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I kind of hurt oh, the soul. That's, that's weird. Fuck! All right. Well, that's a project for Bob. Did you see uh, Jay Gruden had it uh, in an interview yesterday? He was at the at his press conference and he accidentally called the quarterback. Uh, yes, Kirk. I did <laughs> see that. Yeah. No, Kirk's doing. Oh, he meant Colt. Oops. <laughs> uh, I would have done the same thing though. You say K- Kurt or Kirk for what three, four years? Yeah, <laughs> kind of get used to it. D- depends depending on who you ask. Right, right. Well, um, <laughs> where is it? There it is. Libraries. All right. Well, we'll get to the Redskins in a second. Um, let's talk some baseball because that, that's a little more relevant right now with the trade deadline and now. You know, as the calendar turns to August, the pennant race is official, is like on, on for sure. Um, we're going to start actually up I-95 in Baltimore with the Orioles, where they completely clean house, sold the sold the farm, um, dealt everybody. They dealt five of their key guys. Um, and obviously, we talked about Machado. Zach Britton wasn't far behind. And then before the deadline, they trade... Uh, Kevin Gosman and Darren O'Day to the Braves and Jonathan Scope to the Brewers. Five trades, five dudes. Well, I guess four trades, five dudes. Um, Brock, too. Brock? Where did Brock go? Brock, did he? Oh, Brad Brock on Sunday, Sunday to the Braves. Braves. Yeah. So. The Atlanta O's. The Atlanta, exactly. Oh yeah, Marcakis. Um, but they get 15 players back. Yep. 14 of them are minor leaguers. Only one of them has been the big leagues. Um, so that. Is how you do it. That's how you rebuild and start the rebuild that they have said they're committed to doing and getting a lot of young, good talent. And in, international money. And international money. I, <coughs> I Victor, <sold> Victor. <laughs> uh, $35 million. In $35 million? Yeah. Is it 35 That's what they have now? Is it, yeah, sure they, it they received, they saved $35 million with these trades. Mm. So I thought you were talking about the international money. Oh. Yes, you're right. They saved $35 million on the payroll, which oh. is big for those. Um, Ian, resident O's fan, I guess it had to be done. It had to be done. But like I said yesterday, I was like, I feel like Thanos just snapped his fingers. Yeah. And just my team was just, <laughs> nope, 86. But Bye-bye. it hurts. It definitely hurts. But 
it was the right thing, and now there's actually promise for the next, it will not next two years, but three years. You know, we'll see. Maybe we could do like the Astros. Absolutely. Yeah. Just get me. Oh, God, Manny and Scope. See, that's the thing. I wouldn't. <laughs> I was very surprised about the Scope trade. I was too. I, I I that one, that. that one blew me. But we got a lot back for that. Yeah. Did. And and looking at like going into yesterday. Tuesday, the trade deadline day. I was like, obviously busy for work, but I was thinking, all right, I'm expecting the Nets to either stamp Pat or buy. I think the Orioles are going to do something, but I did not think it'd be that much. No. I did not. I thought if they were going to deal, like the big names going out were Gosman and Scope. I was like, all right, they'll probably part with one of them. Mm. I was like preparing myself, and then both of them plus more, plus more. So I was like, oh, I just kept on getting updates. I was like, what is happening? Yeah, right it now? was. <laughs> It was crazy. Um, you know, there was a report. It was little reports that Scope was going to the Brewers, but it was from like a fake Ken Rosenthal account. So mm-hmm. it was like, oh, no, it's not true. And then like 20 minutes later, it was like, oh, he's oh, going yep. to the Brewers. He's gone. So, I mean, it's. That one hurt the most. Yeah. Besides Manny. Manny's, Manny's obviously the biggest. We should get a box while the getting's good. A box? Yeah. There's a stadium. Just chip in, all of us. Oh, oh yeah. While, while, oh. while it's shitty. A sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what was. Hey, we won today. I thought you meant like a cardboard box. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, I was like what, are you, what are you going to put in it? Throw away all our <laughs> Orioles stuff? Go, um, get a, get throw my, my bobbleheads that are yeah. utterly useless now. Uh, poor Umo sent the picture of, wh- who was it? Just Bundy? No, Trey. Just Trey, his best Trey friend, Mancini. Just yeah, his yeah. best friend, Trey Mancini. The, the lone bobblehead that stood. Which, Umo, I'm surprised you don't have an Adam Jones one, because I even have an Adam Jones one. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you bring that up. Let's touch on that. Adam Jones, who was a guy entering his free agent year, everyone expected him to be traded He's yep. actually having a solid year in terms mm-hmm. of consistency. He's not hitting for power like he used to. but And he's obviously a, a leader in the clubhouse. He has to waive his rights to be traded. He has to approve of the trade. Yep. And he decides not to. They had a trade in place, I think it was with Philly. Philly. And that's not too far away, only two hours up the road. That's what surprised me. And he said no. And um, he's going to stay. I thought his comments to the media were a little interesting and that they seemed a little snarky. What did, what did he say? They basically just asked him, how come you didn't approve it? Or why did you choose to veto the trade? And he was kind of like, it's my right. Which is, he's right. But it, it just came off to me as like. It's abrasive. It's my, yeah, it's my right. I earned that right. You know, the Players Association fought for this right for, you know, players like me to, to do this. You know, it, I, my family and I decided to stay. That's just what I decided. It's my decision. End of story. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I, I mean, I was expecting him to be like. Well, you know, I have a lot to do left in this town. Like, I have a lot of charities going on. Yeah. You know, I want to be here for the younger players. Uh, I still owe Baltimore a lot. And, you know, I want to go out in Oriole the, the right way. And he kind of, I don't know, seemed a little more defensive. I could see that. And I, I, I'd agree with him with it. I think the, or at least from his comments of, you know, the owners of, you know, the, the, the Orioles don't own me. And if I want to stay here and continue to something that I, you know, have unfinished to do, I'm going to stay here and do it. Like it's my, it's my choice, and it's not like the days of your career is owned by a company franchise and you can't do anything about it. You can't bargain for anything else. Like that makes sense. Yeah, he's totally right. I mean, he's he earned that right. Yeah. You know, the players' association fought for that in the CBA, so I totally get that. I just, you know, he and Adam's not one to shy away from saying what's on his mind. Nope. Um, but he knows, you know, how this goes. And so, but hey, so he he stays. He's an Oriole for the end of the season. Um, we'll see what happens in the off season in terms of either resigning or we'll he'll find a place to land. Um, I just really hope he doesn't become one of those veterans who doesn't find a place until like right before opening day, you know, or at all. 
Yeah, please no. Because he's what he's thirty two now. Again, his power is slipping. His defense is nowhere near where it used to be. His speed, but you know he's still a valuable guy in the clubhouse. But that's kind of every, what everyone said about Jason Worth last year too, and no one picked him up. Yep. And Mark Reynolds. Yeah, Mark Reynolds. Um, hit 27 bombs and 100 RBI, and he didn't have a job until the season started. Yeah. Um, I, I know, Ian, I know this sucks, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's awful to see some of your favorite players leave, but, you know, I actually credit them for going all in about it. Um, I, I'm actually proud of the way they did it. Yeah, because, um, I, and I remember what, what Tim said la- uh, a couple weeks ago. He's like, you just need the bodies. You're not going to hit on all of them, but you're going to hit on some. And um, the status quo had to change, and they went – they did a complete full rebuild. Yeah. And um, and to me, I, I've said this a million times, and I still stand by it. You either want to be really good or really bad. Because when you're in between, what's well, the point? You're the Wizards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and so, you know, I feel... It's funny because it's mediocre. <laughs> you know, I, I wish when I think about the two local teams is for the Orioles, I would have gone by what the Astros did a few years ago, which is given what they just did, yeah. that seems to be... The, um, the that's right the methodology model. that they're yeah, going to be the using, right and you're probably going to get you know a top three draft pick too, which <laughs> is really good. Um, and for what I wish the Nats did would be what the Yankees did in 2016, where they were close, but they you know they looked at it from a bigger bigger picture, sold off some assets, and now not only they're built to win now, but also in the future. Um, I would have liked to see them do that, but obviously that was not the case. Yeah. Um, and, but I will say, given all all said all that, I still think like September could be interesting for the Orioles because you might see some of these young guys. I, I love Mullen. September I, baseball is my yes, favorite. That's gonna make me very happy. I want to see you know, what the future looks. And like. I, I would I would encourage fans who you know if you want them to sell and rebuild, then go and support these young guys when they get called up for Correct. September call ups and go go watch them you know at Camden Yards because mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be interesting to keep an eye on them and see you know who who can play and that's sure. where you're gonna start weeding them out. All right, this guy can play. I mean, I think Cedric Mullins can play, and so when he gets up to Baltimore, he, he's gonna make a difference and. He could break camp with the team next year. So, I mean, the, the future is going to be now and a little bit in terms of September call-ups. So, that should uh, be what's interesting. The, what's that, the main guy, Usenel? Usenel Diaz. Usenel. Usenel Diaz. Got to get used to saying that. Yeah. So, that was actually my, my question was now that – because I remember Umo saying, once Machado leaves, we have to build around scope. Obviously, <laughs> that is not the case. So, who is your – you know, who is your untradeable asset right now in Baltimore? I mean, the future – Trey Mancini, but besides that, like, what do we what do we have now? That's the tough part because, well, at the big league level right now, you, you that that's hard to the answer because you would think it'd be a younger guy, yeah, and or even a guy who's not with a big league club right now. Yeah, problem is a lot of their top prospects haven't haven't made the major league level yet, so you don't know what they can do. Yeah, so yeah, right now it'd be Trey Mancini. I would also say you know. You decided to part ways with Gosman, so you decided to keep Dylan Bundy. So you need to build around him too. You know he uh, he came up, hey Jimmy, came up briefly <laughs> in trade talks, but he obviously stayed. So if you're keeping him as the centerpiece of your rotation, you need to build around him, um, and, and keep him on the right tr- track because Kevin Gosman, Ian, you mentioned it on our group chat that he never reached his full potential. He even never. said so in it his so goodbye press conference. And I feel bad for him. Yeah. So. 
now Bundy's got to reach that. You got to support him in doing that. So it's going to be, I think you'd pick a pitcher. It's Bundy, a position player, Trey Mancini. And those those are the guys that I was excited about too. Yeah, I like Bundy. I like I like Bundy more than I like Gosman. Yeah, I think he's got a higher ceiling. I've given up on Gosman, but Trey Trey looks good. Yeah. Trey could be a player. Yeah. Um, from the minor league standpoint, I, it's that kid Mullins, that kid, and then Diaz. They're outfielders. They're young. They're talented. If they can come up and, you know, I think Mullins has – maybe not. Um, but, they, but if they can come up to the big league level and, and contribute and can show that they can actually play, then now, they could be fun to watch. Now that um, Duquette's contract is up at the end of the season, is that correct? And Bucks. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So – Whoever wants, whether that's Duquette, I doubt he'll be returning to Baltimore. I, I don't see uh, well, But the problem is you entrusted him to do this rebuild. Now you're just going to yeah. not bring him back. Yeah. So that's that's where it gets tricky. So sure. if, you know. Is he about to become Baltimore's version of Ernie Grunfeld? He could be. I, I, if I have two of them, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> he could be because, I mean, what's the p- that's half the reason, you know. This is his fault. That, but like, if you're also entrusting him to rebuild the team, why would you let him go? Because then the new guy, what if he didn't want these players? Or you know, the manager, what if he these players don't fit his style of play? Mm-hmm. So what was the whole, that that sets you back even further? That's sure. even a, that's almost worse than not selling. Agreed. So what? I don't wh- know what the point is of giving him the reins to do this rebuild and then not bring him back. On you yeah. know, unfortunate for always fans I know who don't like him that much. And I know there's a lot of vitriol with him. At the same time, he has led the Orioles to their most recent success in, you know, 20 years, right? Something like yeah. that. So hey, we love them there. For I mean, with the exclusion of the past two seasons, um, and I mean, I know he had the Chris Davis contract. I understand that what happened with uh, um, Alex Cobb and so on and so forth. I I get it, but yeah. it wouldn't make sense if he were to be let go at the end of the season. Um, what about Buck? See, I, I think he's just too old to, to want to do a rebuild. You want a young guy? Yeah. Kind of? Yeah. I, I love Buck. Yeah. That's and again, I've said all season, this is not Buck's fault. No. This is not his fault. I mean, this he's doing what he can with what he has. Chicken salad and a chicken shit? Yep. If he wants to come back, I assume they would bring him back. But that's the question. Is he, does he want to go through a rebuild? Or does he want to take like a front office position? Yeah. I just like, don't see I don't know if he wants like the travel... Yeah, the long nights, the long days, the long season. Like at that age, you know, he's so got grandkids now too. So it's like, what's maybe he'd want to go to a team that's ready. That or just do the front office. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's getting up there. I don't know how much. I mean, all that travel. I mean, the baseball season takes a toll, even yeah. as a manager. Like it it's it's long. So I don't, yeah, it's gonna be his decision. I think. I mean, I'm. Sh- I mean, I don't know how these. It, like specifically how these talks go, but I'm, I'm assuming if he wants to come back, the Orioles will bring him back. Sure, I, I would assume they would go young. Um, some of the first-year rookie managers have done really well. But um, I also thought the Nationals would bring Dusty Baker back, so what do I know? <laughs> <laughs> um, Aaron Boone's done a fantastic job in New York. Alex Cora has done a fantastic job in Boston. Gabe Kapler for Philly. I mean, you have these rookie managers actually really making an impact in, and connecting with these younger players. So I would assume that would be the, the route the Orioles will go. Um, yeah. That makes sense, especially because you're bringing all these younger guys and yep. they're going to play. Yep. Yeah, and, and rarely do you see, and really in any sport, do you see a veteran coach manager, you know, go through a process as long as a rebuild. Um, yeah. You know, typically they have a manager that's learning on the fly too. Right. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Stuff. Um, go down, um, go southbound? Yep. Okay. Hit uh, south, southeast D.C. Okay. Um, the Nationals, like I said, I, I expected them to either – 
it was been it's been a crazy what weird the hell has been going 48 four, 24 <laughs> plus hours they are red skinning right now it's it's bizarre um quick run let's get the, the the bullet points so trade deadline yesterday i didn't think i thought they would either stand still or buy they end up getting worse by making a small trade they trade brandon kinsler to the cubs for a single a relief yep. pitcher yep um which was weird yep in light also in light of that jeff is it Passan or Pison? Passan. Passan, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Passan article on Yahoo Sports about how the Nats clubhouse is a shit show. Yep. And that uh, and people think a player leaked that. Yeah. People start pointing fingers at Brandon Kinsler, so that's why they think he got shipped. So that's the only move they make. Meanwhile, the Braves and Phillies both got better. Yep. By a lot. Um, yep. They win twenty-five to four over a rival division rival. I mean, that was just an. I was so, I was working like I was so done with it. I was like, stop scoring. <laughs> <laughs> I was cutting up videos for two hours. Straight. I was like, that, oh my like god! Like that eighth <laughs> inning with with Jose Reyes pitching. I'm like, stop. Uh, even I was like, I'm getting kind of bored. Yes, <laughs> I was like, please stop. Um, Jose Reyes hits Ryan Zimmerman. He pretends to charge him out. That was kind of funny. Yep. Uh, but then Sean Kelly comes in the ninth to end the game. They're up twenty five to one, I believe, at that point, or twenty five to two. So he gives up a home run. It's yep. twenty five to four. Yep. He throws his glove on the ground. At the time, it just seemed like out of frustration. People were also wondering why. FP was quick to point that out. I do want to I yeah. credit him. But he, he was like, why is he pitching? Um, we got some clarification on that later today, but I'll, I'll talk about that later. Um, it, on the on the front of it, it looked like just out of pure frustration for giving up a home run, but that's also kind of a weird reaction because he's a veteran and yep. – you know, it's well, twenty five to four. In addition, he slammed his glove on the ground. Then what I thought was even more telling was he gave like a death stare to the um, the dugout. Yep, which and was assumed to be at uh, a, sh- a shot at Davy. Yeah, and then we get to the ballpark this morning, and he's DFA'd, and they're bringing up a rookie uh, to take his spot. So mm-hmm. we talked to, I talked to, well, we the the media talked to Dave Martinez. And Mike Rizzo, they both cited it was disrespectful to the organization. Um, uh, Rizzo cited it was disrespectful to Davey Martinez, uh, showing him up like that, and they won't stand for it. Um, it, it it's, I get that part, but that coupled with the Kinsler trade, it just feels like it has a slight 2015 feel where like it feels like it's slight, slight. It's not as bad. No one's getting yeah, choked. True, true. No one's getting <laughs> physically assaulted. <laughs> well, we, who knows what happened between Strasburg and it's Scherzer? It's also different because they're, re, as of recently, they're playing better on the field. Yeah, it's just off the field. If to me, it feels like they're sort of falling apart, and they're trying desperately to keep it together. Yeah. To me, uh, a few things. If by standing pat, which is essentially what they did, then they trade off two of their. When I said Sean Kelly's having an excellent season, that was probably a bit hyperbolic. But both Kensler and Kelly have been having really good seasons. and Also considering Sean Kelly's history, like injury history. Yeah. Like he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Yep. And he had that one great, was it that was 2016? 2016 he was, was fantastic. And then last year he was horrible because he was so hurt. And then this year he's kind of working his way back to it. Yeah, that. and he's but been so doing really, really well. Brandon Kensler w- w- was known to be a ground ball guy. And he's been, you know, a solid seventh, eighth inning guy. These are two veteran relievers that have, you know, good reputations and are, to me, inexplicably just gone within a, a flash. And what I, I don't want to make any excuses for what Sean Kelly did. He, he was wrong. I was childlike. And then again, who am I to judge, you know, throwing things? I 
I've never done that in my dick. life. Dick. Um, dick. 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 False. Dick. 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 Take note of everyone who just laughed at that. I'm sure we're adults. Yep. The punishment did not fit the crime, in my opinion. And here's why. Because there has not been consistent approach in dealing, in, um, I guess, policing your baseball club. For example, Bryce Harper doesn't run out of ground ball. He's met with a lot of criticism, rightfully so. Davey does nothing about it in, in terms of a suspension or you know benching him for a game or, or something like that. They handle it in-house. Trey Turner does the same exact thing. And he suspe- he's benched for a game. Um, and furthermore, Bryce Harper was quoted last week after JT Realmuto, the catcher for the Marlins, hit a uh, walk-off hit against us, who has been subject to trade rumors to the Nats, said, well, that wouldn't have happened if he was on the team, which you could take as a direct shot at the current catchers on the team. Um, and the GM staff. Yeah. Yes. Yep, and Bryce, no, nothing. Um, Trey Turner, just it was surfaced what he... he his past tweets were very offensive and things like that. And, of course, he gave it a, It seemed to be a very sincere and emotional apology, which I hope they can move forward with. But the team did nothing about that, too. Yet when a relief pitcher gives a stare to the manager, a 10-year veteran, it's blasphemy. Um, when, did, when did, in all of those circumstances... 48 hours. So, that, <laughs> so everything else happened, and then the last well, thing... Well, not like the Bryce and Trey Turner yeah. things. Well, that's... I mean, I don't know. It just feels like there's favoritism in, oh, yeah, in this 100%. team. And, and that's actually been reported by a number of reporters that um, I, Chelsea Jane had an article not too, late, uh, not too long ago, the Nats beat writer, about the discord in the locker room. Uh, Bears Fair Luger wrote a, through the gauntlet at them today in the Post, and then the Jeff Passan article uh, yesterday. This all just stinks, and this is not synonymous with what a winning club should do. Right. And it's ticky-tack bullshit. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Exactly. And Know, he, he looked at me all mean. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like fuck off. Yeah. Grow, grow the fuck up. And I think it also stems from just the sheer frustration from this team because this obviously was a team. They're the most on paper. They're the most talented team in this division. They should yep. be running away with this division. Yep. And they're not. They're in. They're in third place. They're five games out. Yep. So there's obviously a clear level of frustration, which is fine. But when you take it out the wrong way, that's when it becomes a shit show. And that's when you when you let it leak out of the clubhouse, when you let it leak into the press or mm-hmm. onto the field with your actions or your emotions, that's when it turns into a shit show and and you get negative press and, yep. and that's when everything starts to fall and, th- apart. and this is magnified when you are underachieving. And right. that's exactly yep. what they're doing, regardless of the injuries and the ex- ascension of the Phillies and the Braves. They have underachieved tremendously, and I don't even think that can be debated. Um uh, they're, and, and then also what, no, what you said they're underachieved tremendously. And yeah, they, no, there's there's no debate about that. Yeah. They're at, they're one game above a five hundred. Like you can't debate they've underachieved. They're, they yeah. they have it's a fact they've underachieved. So mm-hmm. through the first one hundred and three games, whatever sure. it is. I wish we were five hundred. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I really don't know what to think of it because. Yesterday, it was crazy yesterday with this trade deadline. I haven't seen a trade deadline this active like it was yesterday. It was nuts. Yeah. And even, you know, everybody traded. uh, Apparently, there were reports that there was a deal and there was an agreement in principle for trade to Bryce Harper. Um, Get him out. It seemed like everyone was on the table. And then the learners, the ownership group, was the one that nixed that trade. Um, So. 
I, I guess I really don't know how to dissect it anymore. Bobby, I guess I'm going to throw it back to you. Let's say you are Mike Rizzo, and let's rewind you know, 48 hours ago. What would you have done in that situation with you know, everything? Well, uh, this is obviously me just playing, you know, playing with my thoughts and whatever I think would have happened. This is, I have no insight into what Mike Rizzo did or didn't do. And, you know, you have to, I think Mike Rizzo has earned the benefit of the doubt. 100%. So that being said, you know, if I, if it's me and I'm in Mike Rizzo's shoes 24 hours ago, I definitely need a catcher, i.e. a real Muto or Ramos. Mm -hmm. And then I, Probably will then look for another starter. Yep, um, that would be to buy. Yes, that would be to buy. That that's going out and getting two players. Now, I, the, he was on with the junkies this morning, and I caught his interview. They they straight up asked him if there was a deal for Victor Robles for JT Romuto, and he said no. He said they, they never. He said they never even made an offer for Romuto. I guess it's because they've been discussing him for so long. They pretty much got the idea of what the price would cost, and they weren't going to give Victor Robles up for that, which yeah. I told, which I actually agree with. Yeah. But then you look at what the Phillies got Wilson Ramos for. Yep. That hurts. <laughs> that is going to hurt me seeing him in a Phillies uniform. I mean, yes, he's on the DL, so his price is down. But you know, he's an all-star catcher. Yes, and he's having a great season. And if he comes back, and he makes a difference in those games against the Nationals, this could be bad. Because he, the Phillies got him for butt cheap. Yep. Um, what a player to be named later in cash. Yep. Yeah. So the the Nationals definitely could have made that deal. Sure. Um, and the fact that they didn't, I think, and if if it comes back to bite them, that could be a thing. Um, and I I respect the way. Well, actually, I don't know. Now let's now let's go back to the Sean Kelly thing. I don't mean to bounce around too much, but it, I thought it was interesting. Barry Saluga was on Chad Dukes today on my ride home. And he, after the game, and he was talking about the whole Sean Kelly situation, and he was like, you know, I think there's something to be said that the GM had to come in and stick up for the for the manager. Yep. And True. Yep. You know, yes, he's a rookie manager. He's never been in this shoe, but Davey Martinez has been around baseball long enough to know how these things work. And the fact that, you know, Sean Kelly did that, and then Mike Rizzo had to come in and stand up for him and then DFA him, and then I'll also have to speak about it to the media today. I, Barry made a good point. Like that, I think says a lot. There's a little, you know, either this ain't right. Either Davey, not maybe hasn't lost the clubhouse, but maybe a little notch down the respect level, and Mike Rose has to cover for him. And and even today, the learners, Mark Lerner released a statement like about their trade deadline. I mean, what what. You know, the the owner should have to make a statement about the trade deadline moves. Like that's not your job. Your job is to to Sign write the checks. checks. Yeah. What's that? Uh, who's the Who's the producer in Jane Silent Bob where they cut to him and he's just counting fucking money? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I don't I don't know, man. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Jesus, Ben, I'm counting. I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> you know, I, I I'll say this. So You're a genius. Kind of like a good and bad thing. The good is. <clears throat> You did not trade away your top prospects in Victor Robles and Spencer Spencer Keboom. I always mix up their first names. Carter Keboom was with the team right now. He's the Spen catcher. Yeah. Spencer Keboom is, is the, the infielder. Is the infielder yeah. Okay. So, anyways, Victor Robles is um, thought to be. Think even. of it as Cart C comes before S. Got it. Thanks, dude. <laughs> um, I'm before E, except after C. Boom. True. Uh. Apparently, Victor Robles is the real deal, and, and he's he, back to playing. Yeah. In, so that's he's good. is he Dominican? Yes. 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 <laughs> 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 Fucking love those Dominicans. Uh, 
That's why we need that. Uh, apparently, money. this this guy's even better than than Soto, which I can't imagine. Ooh. Soto's probably going to be the that's, NL Rookie of the Year. That's crazy. Yeah. Soto's fucking awesome. Soto's legit. Yeah, that's why I keep on telling people. Yeah, you guys are fine. You don't need. Bryce. He's Soto, 19. Fuck Bryce. Soto was ranked behind. Then all, well, awesome. Victor Robles I think is only twenty. Really, twenty one. Wow, at most. So. Yeah, Victor Robles is rated higher than Juan Zotto. Yeah. So the and the good thing is when I because when people were saying should the the Nats sell should they sell should they sell, it's um. Their version of a sell isn't a rebuild, because they still have young controllable talent that they, it's just like a I would call like a reset similar to what the Yankees did in 2016, where when it comes to the trade deadline you're right on the fringe of either you're in the show you're going to be in the playoffs or you're not. Some teams will impulsively act, and. Yeah. Go for it. And I think what the Pirates Hail did with, with Chris Archer um, acquiring them, I don't think that team's qualified enough to be able to compete with the Cubs and uh, the Dodgers. Pittsburgh. And, and that was the other like questions that were raised with these moves. It's like you trade Brandon Kinsler, who's under control for another year. You have yep. two other expiring contracts in the bullpen that you could yep. have gotten rid of. Yep. There ha- why him? There had to be another reason. Yep. And then also with dfa and Sean Kelly, well, if you're just going to get rid of him, then why didn't you just trade from get something for him? Obviously, the incident happened after the trade uh, deadline, but like, yeah. and they can still do that because if someone you know puts in a, a claim on him, the Nationals can pull him back and try to work out a trade. But still, it's like you know, all right, there's hey. underlying reasons here for these moves. Ian, do you Bless think you. Dusty Baker's like sitting on a lazy boy somewhere drinking some wine? <laughs> be like, just ha. loving it. Yeah. I told you guys. Him. Yeah, I would so too. Happy. He's got a glass of wine. He's watching his son play ball at Cal and, or getting, or practicing, and he's wa- checking his phone, being like, hmm. Mm-hmm. He's the he's yep. the Kermit meme, like, <laughs> and that's the, that's like the million that's the million dollar question that we'll we'll never know. But you know, would this team be five hundred and having all this? Cri- the Sean Kelly thing would never have happened. That would under, not have uh, happened on Dusty no, Baker. Nope. And you know why? Here, because let me read this. Um, and let me let me let me know if you think this would have happened under Sean Kelly. So this is Sean Kelly's explanation via our good buddy Jamal Collier. At Jamal Collier. What's up, Jamal? Uh, Sean Kelly called uh, Mammobee.com, who Jamal works for, and he wrote this quote. I was a little upset that no one came out to talk to the umps to defend me. For those who don't know, the umps were were, Her- mat, were trying to hurry Sean Kelly because it was a 25-4 game or whatever, and he was getting out of his rhythm. So I was a little upset that no one came out to talk uh, to the umps to defend me because at the end of the day, I can't get thrown out right there because now someone else has to come in and pitch in a 25 to one game. So I feel like I'm kind of getting fed to the wolves out there in that game and kind of not getting any support from the dugout. And that was the glare to the dugout. Hence why he was after he threw his glove down, he looked out at the dugout. I hate the narrative being selfish or showing up to the manager because I've spent 10 years in this league. And the only thing I've ever really cared about when I leave this game is people knowing that I cared and I was <laughs> humble, selfless, and I was a good person and good to everybody. And He's beloved everybody by his teammates. That's kind of, that's the other thing. This was so out of character for him. I'm um, sorry to continue. Sometimes that's kind of what I'm about and who I am as a person. So it hurts a little bit today reading some of the taglines and some of the comments that are out there. This was so out yeah. of character for Sean Kelly to do. You know, I, I don't think he was mad that he was in the game. Davey Martinez pointed out he hasn't pitched in five days. So relievers need to get their work in as, at some point for doing something. Um, I don't think you and, you know, relievers always always say, hey, I'll do whatever the manager needs to do. I'll call on. I'll pitch in a one run game. I'll pitch in a 25 run game. They yeah. always say that shit. And John Kelly is no different. So I don't think he was mad that he was pitching in that game. I think that he was mad that the ump was giving him shit and no one came out to defend him. Is that reg? See, and when, when, they talk, <laughs> when they talked about Dusty and why he was fired, they said they, there was a close baseball executive with the Nats. I believe he was quoted said, Dusty is amazing at managing a baseball team for 21 hours a day. 
it's that three hour in game is where his is not his strength, which I agree. Um, yeah. Hmm. Uh, at the same time, there's got to be in value in that, you know, looking at it from a bigger picture, which is why they're called managers, not coaches. Um, yeah, this and I feel like these very spon- spur the moment actions in these trades and what's going on. I, I feel like Rizzo and the learners are like, we might have another Matt Williams type of debacle where, you know, we have a manager that's going to lose a team. You're going to have players fighting in the dugout. It's going to be a, a show. So put your foot down now. Yeah, so yeah. they're like, we are, you know, no. being proactive in this rather than reactive. And um, what's that say about your, your ball club where, like, hey, can I not show frustration to my team on the field? Like, shit, am I going to get cut if I do that? Like, I would be, you know, that would scare me as a, yeah. an employee of that team. Like, yeah. saying, like, Crap, what if and, I lose my temper? I mean, it's an emotional game. Right. And to, that, and to that point, he, again, he was a veteran player. I get it if it was a rookie, mm-hmm. you know, send him right back down. I totally get that. You can't do that to a manager. You're, you've yep. never been here. But Sean Kelly has a track record. He's, like we said, had a great season with this team. He's done really well for the Nationals. The fact that he can't show a little emotion, I mean, it was a lot, granted, but, you know, I he can't show his. How bad was it? The, the glove slam <laughs> was pretty bad, but I didn't think the glare was that bad. I mean, he looked at the dugout. To me, my first thought was when he did it, he slammed the glove glove out of frustration. Looked at the dugout like, "Oh shit, I should have done that." But then, <laughs> look at it again. He, he's kind of glaring. But it's kind of like one really, of those things. Like, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah. is it really? I don't know if it was right at Davy. Yeah. But I mean, it, I kind of it kind of reminds me of like imagine, like I'm about to get in a fight and I get jumped by these guys and like my friends are on the sideline just watching. Like, where the hell were you? Like, <laughs> like, like dudes. What if? What if? I mean, like, I don't, I don't know what the equivalent would have been, but, like, what if Max Scherzer would have done that? Like or something that. similar to that's that. That's Max. Yeah, yeah, it's Max. Yeah. I mean, that's, kind of, that's, right. that's yeah. kind of his personality, but they wouldn't DFA him. No, <laughs> like, yeah. no, that's what they would say. I'm They'd pretty say, sure oh, Max yeah. told Matt Williams, get the fuck off his mound. He yes. did. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> God, I love that guy. <laughs> we have, like, in the in the military, that's a thing in the sense that there's... You're in the military? I was, yeah, for a little bit. Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, hooray! <laughs> hooray! Um, that whoever you know, your platoon commander or your, or your officer who is the manager is you know the the be all end all. You can't fucking you know talk against him. You can't openly challenge him. But there are ways to or just the tactful way of doing things. But every now and again, people lose their shit. But there's a buffer, as in a platoon sergeant, that is the in between the officer and the rest of the enlisted. Um, and I feel like that wasn't represented in that case. So now everyone is the obvious, you know, media tagline of like, look at this very out of character, very, uh, you know, easily marketable thing that we have a clip of that we can show over and over and over and over and over again about how this pitcher lost his shit. And then an organization coming up behind that and saying how terrible it was and how awful his, how irrehensible, just, just this horrible behavior. Yeah. It's just like, you know. Well, to that point, um, okay, Sean Kelly throws his glove, stares at the dugout, gets DFA'd. 2015, Jonathan Papelbon chokes, chokes out Bryce Harper, yeah. the future MVP. You know, I think with the Sean Kelly instance, we there's kind of a gray. We don't really know what his intention was or what he was feeling. The Papelbon's pretty clear. <laughs> he yeah. was trying to kill Bryce Harper. That was as clear as it gets. And he went on to pitch for the Nationals again. He was still on the team the following year. He put him in the game later. So what the hell... Did he? What's yeah. what's? I mean, maybe the, the, the team Brothers growing, fight. but that's still <laughs> under fight. That's still this under Mike Rizzo's boys. umbrella. He looked at me weird. Fuck that guy. 
<laughs> now, there's obviously also a money difference. Pat Bond was owed, I think, seventeen or sixteen million dollars. Sean Kelly's owed like three million dollars. So yeah. there's obviously that's a huge difference. But I mean, come on, like you're gonna DFA a guy for yeah, you're showing, showing a showing positive frustration almost in terms of like, hey, someone come back me up instead of no, I'm above the team. Fuck you, yeah, Bryce Harper. Like yeah. what the hell? It's um they're showing favoritism, and that does not work in professional sports. Uh, I get Porter and the to make this transition when you brought military uh, yes emotion is shown at times where you're tired you're angry you just you can't help yourself shit happens yeah what how is that how did did they police themselves and you you fucking eat it like you just there 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 are many times in which not only our command and also ourselves lost our shit but you have enough wherewithal or at least understanding of your surroundings where the, the, the stakes are a little bit higher. Yep. Um, and you just like, all right, you got to take a step back. Um, I can completely sympathize and understand in this situation where he is alone on a literal island in the middle of a fucking stadium and, you know, feeling kind of alone in that regard or at least taking shit. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, the it, it's not like losing your shit isn't an okay thing to do. Yep. It is something that is, you know you know, is explainable in the sense, but there is someone always to buffer your consequences. Whereas in this scenario, everyone's on, you know, everybody's a manager. Everybody's on the organization. There is nobody that, you know, backs you up in that sense that, um, you know, you have an advocate. Whereas as an enlisted man, like you have the, the platoon sergeant, if he's worth anything, and if he's not, you, you, you get rid of him quick. But if he's worth anything, we'll have your back in the sense of like, yeah, he did something wrong. We should punish him. But, you know, don't make a fucking thing out of it like he's human. You know, he's high levels of stress. Like, let it the fuck go. Yeah. Also, he looked at him. Is that essentially the, See, the, the glaring thing the that happened baseball here? Baseball players. Pun intended. Baseball. In baseball, <laughs> like, they fuck do off, not like being shown baby. up. If, if, uh, a um, being a manager. if an umpire is looked at in a bad way, they'll throw him. Tossed. In. If a if a player is looked at in a too. bad way, I they get a fastball too. at their head. They do Sensitive not. sons of bitches. Yeah, there is an unwritten law yeah. about showing up someone else. Yeah. In baseball. And it is, you know, babies. Punishable by death. Babies. Like I so. threw the ball at Harper two years after he hit, just hit a home runoff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Harper did glare at him in his, in his again, again with the looks. <laughs> but I mean, what is yeah, this? I, the plastics? The points. The points. What's going on things? here? I mean, it's. This, that was a Mean Girls uh, reference. It, and it's been a weird it. 24 hours plus. It, it's it's cool. been bad. And <laughs> I would say where my biggest concern is. I still feel like he, Davey might lose a locker room because he's favoritism seems evident to me, um, where you know one player seems more valuable than the other, which is absolutely true. But how, if I'm, you yeah, know, but you can't let that show. Well, yeah. apparently you though, can't, you can't let that be evident. If if I'm Matt Weeders, if I'm Gio Gonzalez, and if I'm I'm like hands. okay, so crap. I mean, I'm not as valuable to the franchise as Bryce Harper or Randone. What if I act out? I'm screwed. Well, um, to my understanding, it wasn't just. Let's be fair. It wasn't just Martinez and Rizzo that had an issue with it. Apparently, in the post-game clubhouse, I wasn't there. But a lot of the veteran players were not happy with Sean Kelly and what he did either. Uh, the Ryan Zimmermans, uh, the Daniel Murphys, et cetera. So, had the management given their opinion already? Uh, to the team? That I don't know. There was a closed-door meeting between Davey and Sean Kelly. Sean and Kelly knew that he was DFA'd last night. They told him last night. And that they didn't make it oh, public until this morning. Um, so yeah, they met, but apparently the, uh, the veteran players, quote unquote leaders of the team were not happy with what Sean Kelly did either. So it wasn't just, 
you know, it's not just Davey or Microsoft being on a power trip here or losing the clubhouse and doing it to gain control. Yeah. Like it did, it did resonate with other players who noticed it too. Sure. Um, but again, I agree with Tom. I I don't know if the punishment fits the crime. Nope. And if it's a tough move to make, yeah. I mean, you you're, especially if you're going for just it, to send a can, message. Yeah. You're just trying to send a message, but you also just send the message that we're you know we trust this team, but we have we're going to go for it. You already traded one of your relievers. Now you're going to DFA another one, a, another good one. So this now, isn't Wander Swear. So that you we're lose. DFAing. Yeah, you lose two. You bring up a rookie. Doesn't add up. If we sold, it would have made sense. I mean, I yes. get punishing the guy, but handle that shit internally. The fact that they couldn't handle internally without DFAing him yes. 100%. is not This not is very good. Redskins. Yeah, that creates an atmosphere of like, okay, well, I guess now I can't say now shit. Now everyone has to walk on eggshells yeah. in that clubhouse. Yep. Yeah. Dysfunction. Yeah, Unless yeah. you're like Thompson, the Bryce Harper, Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, yada, yada, yada. And it, dysfunction is, is contagious. Just, baseball is a contagious sport. Hitting, losing, not yeah. hitting, all kinds of crap. But bigger. Good. I was going to say bigger bigger than leadership itself is the observation of leadership. So, if you have someone who is in charge of you that you are clear of mind or at least the understanding of which this person is either incompetent or they don't have my best interest at heart and if I can't do my job to the best of my abilities because at some point I believe they're going to be a hindrance to that, you're not going to play to your best. You're not gonna, you're not going to come anywhere close to your potential. You're not going to come anywhere close to your ability with the rest of the squad, yep. and it's and everything else is going to suffer because of it. Yep. So when you have, honestly, from the description that you guys are giving, I mean, a pretty you know very illustrative. You guys should be on a podcast. Um, <laughs> is just that it, it's very fitness. to me. All of that sounds so fucking shitty, and I'm, I'm immediately just like, no, Kelly's great. He didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I, I don't think he did. I mean. I, I he probably think, did. He probably did something. Wrong. Well, I he think did, he but, he messed up. But I yeah. again, I don't. But think at he, the level, he did lose his job over it. They could have easily just been like, you know, dude, shit happens, dude. You can't do. And he shit happens. You can't do that. We're talking about it internally. Next question. And that's all it could have been. And he sounded. But they, you know, Sean Kelly sounded apologetic in post game. Apparently, he, you know, he realized he should have done it. I don't know if he deserved to lose his job. He's going to be on Grant and Danny tomorrow morning. That's Is he really? Interesting. That's oh, going to be interesting. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, all. They've gotten both guys who gotten quote, you know, air quotes kicked off the team over the past few years. On so that's that's or two days. Sorry, that's pretty interesting. I'm gonna miss him on the radio. Yeah, he's I, fantastic. That's it. it was just so out of character. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and the Nationals had to have known that too. That that was weird. Like that's not Sean Kelly. What happened? Yeah. Um. But you know what? What cures all is winning. 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 Yeah. So there is, I believe. Roughly 60 games left. No, probably roughly 50-something games yep. left. Yeah. Tom, what do you need to see from the Nationals down the stretch for them to make the run? There are five games, but the Phillies did not play. The Nationals swept the Mets. They beat the Mets today. Sure. The Phillies did not play. They're so five games back. The reason why I, I am against them staying put is because I just don't. Th they do not have the starting pitching depth to go through the rest of the season. Max and Strasburg cannot pitch every single game. Tanners look better. Tanners look better, but it's uh, can, uh, can we rely Malone? on them? No, <laughs> I know. I mean, can I'm, we rely on four A guys like Tommy Malone and Jeremy Hellickson? I'm just, I just dick. you know, dick, 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 uh, dick, 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 dick. Joe Ross isn't ready yet. I, I just don't. We do not have the starting pitching, which has been the backbone of our success, um, and I just don't foresee it happening. Yeah, I think um, uh, forty-three. I think um, so. Barry Saluga pointed out today, it was a great interview. If you missed it after you listen to this podcast, go check out that <laughs> podcast. Um, he pointed out, you know, by the Nats basically not doing anything with the trade deadline, that's Rizzo and company and ownership saying we 
our, have, we, we bet on our guys. We trust our guys. And it's also a bet against the Phillies and the Braves. That sure. We don't believe that, even though they got better, we don't believe that their success can sustain through the last two months of the sure. season so we can overtake them. Um, I, I personally think the schedule plays into their favor or into the, their that idea of we don't have to go so because it's interesting down the stretch. I don't know if I've already mentioned this on this podcast, but since they played the Red Sox, they've they only play NL East and NL Central teams until the last series of the season when they go to Colorado. Damn. So you have to beat you, you. They have nine games left against the Phillies, seven against the Braves, and they still play the Cardinals, Cubs, uh, Brewers, and uh, Reds this weekend. Yep. And then finish with Colorado. Those are all teams minus the Reds that either you're gonna have to play, and then also obviously the Marlins and the Mets, all teams that you're in, in your division that you're racing for the pennant for, and then also possibly a wild card spot. Sure. So, you know, they still control their own destiny. If they go out and win those games, beat those teams, they'll be fine. Yep. And that's just a matter of whether they can do that or not. I mean, I guess you could bet saying, you know, with. Bryce is not a 220 hitter. And Atlanta did not play tonight. They got uh, postponed. Yeah, Daniel Murphy's not a 260 hitter. I mean, if all these guys start raking, which, you know, their career stats say they should, um, you know, maybe they can go on a run where they're going to have to win a lot of, you know, 8-7, seven, 7-6 seven games, something like that. I mean, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility, but I just do not trust in the back end of the starting uh, rotation for it to, you know, prosper. They, um, I mean, they've won 5 out of 7, which is good. They've got the Reds for four games this weekend at home, which is good. Yep. Um, Tanner has shown signs of – Tanner has been great his past two starts out of the break. Yeah, you know who he credited that to? Brandon Kinsler, yep. who is now long, longer with the team. Um, Tio Gonzalez has been a little more consistent. Tommy Malone, obviously, you know, he's just a, sp- a filler, but he was, you know, he was great today, and he was fine in his first start. Jeremy Hellickson, you think you know we're going to get – you know, he's not going to go through the order three times. Yep. Um, and then Strauss is set back. Hopefully he isn't too long, and you get Max every other fifth day, which sure. you keep going tomorrow. So, you know, if you're going to go on – they need to go on a little run. Yep. So five of seven, if, you know, they win three – they, they got to win every four, series, basically. Yeah, they got to win the series. But, you know, if they win three or four against the Reds, I don't know who they have the following week. But that kind of puts you – excuse me – winning like eight out of the last ten. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know who the Braves or Phillies have coming up, but that – Kind of gets you rolling and gives you an opportunity to, sure. to gain some ground and maybe have really strong August and set yourself up for a good September. Yep. So, I mean, we'll see. It's not completely out of the possibility. No. It's, if I had a bet on it, I would bet against it. But You know what, Tom? You actually remember, I mean, we were going back and forth early in the season. I was like, it's too early and you were, you're down. Uh, you would have asked me a month ago, beginning of July, I've been like, I don't think they're going to make it. Yep. But now I'm like, you know what? What's the point? Who cares? I'll, I'll, I'll say they, they catch it. But... That's just me still writing my caps high, <laughs> and they need to they need to make the playoffs so they can win. Because I'm actually I actually want you guys just so Title Town oh can stay true. Washington Valor I can't wins the parade. I can't believe DC's never going to lose a championship ever again. Ever again. And Mystics actually Mystics are before the Nats. Hey, so Greg, Mystics, who's going to win the Super Bowl this year? EDD, uh, the Redskins. Yeah, duh. You know I never believed you before. <laughs> but this year, here's a transition. I got here's a transition. Got, Our year. I got I got this taste in my mouth, and it's a victory. Um, Ian has gone into the light already, and we not we have not even played a snap of preseason football yet. I'm lost. I'm in there. <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> so, Ian and I have a running bit every single year where we're like we tell each other in the off season like we're not doing it again. Don't we do get it. excited. 
and then we get let down every year. We're not doing it. And then we text each other, it, like, individually. It happened again. Tom, it got me. <laughs> <laughs> and usually that happens, like, in preseason or maybe, like, <laughs> like maybe a game or two into the season. But uh, Ian's already all in. I was all in before training camp. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't believe it happened so fast this year. I really couldn't. That's what he said, sir. Well, I, I was in this year because I, I think I said it when we had Tim on. This season is – I'm the most curious about this season because yeah. we, we knew what we were getting – you know, like we knew what Kirk Cousins was going to do. Now, whole new quarterback, the same system, but a whole – you know, a lot of different key players. Yep. So, what is this team going to do? Try and get healthy. Try and get healthy. Please. You know, if they can stay healthy, God damn it, I hate training camp so much. Fucking Jesus Christ. Fucking Deron Payne being out because, you know, I, I Bobby has a, has a lot of fears right now. Oh, my God, dude. Bobby's biggest fear just <laughs> came Deron Payne hurting his ankle. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, there's an ankle. How can you hurt your ankle in training camp? <laughs> we, we, like, put He's these guys. Like, 405 yeah. pounds. <laughs> we put these guys on pedestals. Like, but, like, when I hurt my ankle. I'm on the couch for three days. Yeah. <laughs> and we want him to go back oh. and do, do yeah. two a days. Yeah, like, exactly. Come on. Yeah. And Bring then, some water. And then Josh, change your socks. Of course, Josh Jackson got hurt today. Yep. Um, he did tweet out he, that he's good. He's apparently just an AC sprain, joint sprain. <laughs> you saying AC just scared the shit out of me? Yeah. Even though I knew him. Well, we got we got a lot of young. I would say what I guess we're curious about this Redskins team. Of course, the whole Alex Smith aspect to it. Yeah. But to me, when I look at this team, it's solid. Yes. There's you know no what our everywhere. our big our biggest weakness and really the only clear weakness that I see is our left guard. Mm-hmm. Where Ty and Seki play guard yeah, today. I was going to so, say, yeah, Ty and like, Seki yeah, first team reps. That could be an unbelievably powerful left side. Run the ball. Right, stop. Stop. Run. I told you, Tom, I'm lost, buddy. <laughs> hey, if they would have run the ball to the left side against New Orleans. You remember that. That's all I kept on saying. Run to the left. I, run I, to the fucking That's what left. I said. Like, why are you not running behind Trent Williams? <laughs> Anyways. And I, Ty and Seki. I, I whatever. Whatever. I whatever. It's a new year. It's, it's a, a new, new year. Ross, man. Ross. I'm not nervous. <laughs> he's changed. He's I changed. promise you. He's Run changed. the ball, Jay. Guys, if I could show you the smiles on Bobby and Ian's faces <laughs> right now. Football's, <laughs> football's almost here. I can feel my face glowing, and it's not because it's a 1,000 degrees. Anymore. Yeah, nope. It's, it's because football's so back. I was, so I was sitting here in misery here. within the heat for Ian, 30 minutes, and now I'm just... Oh, week what? one, how many times are you going to say it's football day? It's football day. <laughs> <laughs> it's football day. But Ian, we have to go to church. It's football day. <laughs> All day. That's why I got the big screen. And we have to wait till 4 o'clock. That accent's always gonna, like I'm someone from Denver New England the first just game. moved to fucking like, you know. It's actually Charlie Hunnam. Yeah? Yeah, it's from uh, nice. Green Street Hooligans. Nice. When he's walking to the, it's football day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to be in Denver I'd wake for up the like, first game. When we'd all sleep at my okay. parents' house, I'd wake up like every Sunday morning to just Ian screaming, it's football day. Yes. It's there like you. fucking Christmas morning. It really <laughs> is. Like, And it's better than Christmas morning. <laughs> Until the end of the game, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, all right, then I don't want to watch football anymore. Then it's like the day after Christmas, where I didn't even get anything good. <laughs> um, uh, I, again, when I said how solid we are, I feel like we're so deep. At, I mean, when we're looking at our linebacker position, we have Mason, Ian's cousin Mason, and Zach Brown, and Damn then right. we got other guys that are. You have Marshall Spate. You have Zach Vigil, Sean Dion Hamilton. Uh, um, yeah. give, please give me all of the Alabama defensive players. Please report to Redskins. Report. That's, all yeah. report. Report. That's all Bobby. That's all Bobby's That's ever wanted. That's all ever wanted. Just <laughs> roll skins. I'll buy your ticket. I will <laughs> purchase your ticket to fly from Tuscaloosa to <laughs> Richmond. Please go to Richmond. Rich what? Richmond. <laughs> um, I, the player. I, I guess maybe we can go around. Ooh, yeah, a, a player that. that a player that. to watch. Someone under the radar that you're like. You know what? 
My guy, I, I like Quentin Dunbar. If as long as he gets a start, I know I they've been splitting Dunbar. reps, but he was good last year. Yeah, and now he's finally he's accustomed to the position now. Yep, he's got that. He's that tall, lengthy corner that has really become important in today's NFL. Yeah, I really think um, if he gets an opportunity to start from all season long, um, he's he's going to be our guy. I yeah. think that's also why we were able to get rid of Fuller. Yeah, because they have well, such faith in Fabian mm-hmm. and Quentin. And and Scandrick too. Yeah, Scandrick. Just to play, yeah, the, I forgot about Scandrick. Yeah, just to play a little devil's advocate, he kind of has to be that guy because we got rid of Fuller and mm. Brashad sure. Breeland is still looking for a job. Um, he, he, you know, you can't. They're not going to throw to Josh Norman, so they're going to throw to Quentin Dunbar. So sure. he has to be the guy. Yeah. And I know I'm with you. I think he. I think he's primed for a good year, and he'll, he'll be solid. And he, he could be the every guy. Time he he was resigned to a four year extension for a reason. I he, mean, has, he has to do it. He's shown yeah. up every time. Yeah, he really has. Yeah. Every time his his number's been called, he, he switched numbers. He did number twenty. Wearing that now. D Hall number. Oh, that's right. Yeah. D Hall and officially he, retired today. Yep. And he lost the sleeves too. So now he's so he doesn't look so scrubby. Correct. Okay. So now he looks like a real corner. Yep. It's a good deal. Um, who's your guys under the radar? Who? I don't know if my guy counts as under the radar. You can keep thinking if you haven't thought of yours. Because, yeah. I, I mean, mine's going to be – I think all the attention is going to be on the two, on um, uh, Jonathan Allen and Payne in the middle. And obviously Ionitis. Kerrigan. King Ionitis. Well, mine's going to be mm-hmm. Preston Smith. Preston. Yeah. I contract think year. Contract, that's, the, that's the key. Contract year, I think he's primed to have a big season because we – you know, what was it? He had a great rookie season. Then the season after that, he wasn't Bad. that great. And then last, last year, year, he was pretty solid. Yeah. I think he's going to be up there. I think, la- I think last year, one of my bold predictions was Dirk Redskins going to have two um, double-digit sacks. And yep. Kerrigan and then um, Junior uh, Gallette. Junior Gallette. I think it's going to be Preston Smith this year. I think he's going to have a great year. Right. To me, when, when Junior Gallette's on, he's our, best, he, he's our best linebacker. He's our best front seven player. You mean I mean, Preston in the game... Preston Smith, I'm sorry. Yeah. When he took that game over his rookie year against the Eagles when he had three sacks against yeah. Jason Peters, a, oh. a, a future Hall of Fame left tackle, um, when he is on, he's he, he's just not as consistent as Kerrigan. I right. feel like he probably has more talent than him. He's definitely more athletic. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Uh, I feel like he's improved in the run game. He's been much better at um, what setting the edge. Yep. And um, he's not losing containment. He was so good on the few like end-arounds and reverses last year. I was like... And he's he's really starting to, the game slowing down for him. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and of course, he's got to be uh, you know incentivized being this being a contract year. I mean, if we can get if we have two double digit sack guys in Kerrigan and Preston Smith, I mean that is a recipe for dare I say it playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's tough to get, but I mean I think they can do. It. I, mean, I I I really really want and think that Preston Smith can have a, sure. a big season. I agree. And yeah. it's it's. Partially because it's a contract year, and I think he'll rise up to the occasion. Mm-hmm. And they have had no talks with yep, Preston Orr's camp. Yeah, saw that today. Yeah. No talks. No nope. talks. Good. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with that for now. No, Virginia's doing great. Because if he has a year like he had two years ago, then, yeah, I don't want to. Franchise him. Yeah. That's true. Can do that, too. Yeah. Um, hey, Andy, you have one? Is that really under the radar? I just want to see if Chris Thompson can stay healthy. And how much he can produce. Best third down back in the league. In the league. When he's hey, home, let him I, run. Like I said last year. Let him run. Before he got injured, I was like, it's not Jordan Reed who makes the offense go anymore. Mm-hmm. It's if Chris Thompson goes down, then we're fucked. That's my biggest credit to Jay Gruden was last year, no Jordan Reed. And that was always, that was, you know, priority number one. Our offense went where Jordan Reed took us. Yep. Then he was hurt. So then Jay Gruden's got, I got no running game. I'm getting nothing out of trail prior. Jameson Crowder's under, underwhelming. 
I got to figure something out. And then he designed an offense around uh, this little scat back. And he then became Chris Thompson was, you know, playing at a Pro Bowl level until he broke his leg. He's um, called Chris Thomas a shitback? Scat back. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Only the first one of the night. <laughs> That's true. I've been very good. I'll yeah. Well, maybe maybe once we finish That's the conversation. Whiskey? <laughs> it's rum. It's rum. I know. It's rum. I don't Nicaraguan have a, rum. I don't have a... That's a rum? I thought it was from Kenya. Oh, my God. No. Fuck uh, that shirt. God damn it. So, what so the Porter, who's your under the radar? <laughs> yeah, God, turn away from the team. Mm. Uh, and there are no Porters on the team. Damn it. There is a Foster. There used to be. Oh, oh, oh. And he oh. actually could have a very good year. He's my, I, dude, Mason's good. He's Mason. good. He's good. If I, if I know my genetic. Fosters, he's going to get to the peak of glory and then his knee is going to blow up. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch, I'm Greg. <laughs> That's cold blooded, man. <laughs> uh, that was uh, that's oh, funny. I'm just excited to be excited. You know, uh, everything, you know, between what I hear from you guys and what I, I, I know, like recently I've been MIA on the group chat just because work's picked up. But I, I love I love listening on the commentary because even though you guys are talking and I'm not really responding because it's just like my day starts at nine and I look up and I'm like, holy fuck, it's 4.15. It's <laughs> <laughs> like uh, looking through all that. Um, it's nice because it, it it brings a commentary to what I otherwise would not have the chance to see or take the time to look at and like reading like, uh, you know, ESPN.com or anything else. So I'm just I'm excited for the season. Everything else you guys have talked about has been great. I mean, I'm always excited for the Redskins. I'm just that internal optimist. They're going to do great. We just believe hard <laughs> enough, you know. You good, good, positive thoughts. <laughs> if, you can, if you could dream it, you could do it. Except for Popeyes. Like, shut the are fuck we up. staying with Popeyes? Or? You damn right All we're right. staying with Popeyes. Just make, are we staying I'll just make sure we're not going to switch another food group. I don't know. God, yeah, he said yeah. Okay. Hey, if the Lord wills it. So, yeah. So let it be done. <laughs> you know who we should, we should? Oh, that's probably racist. <laughs> should we ask? <laughs> should, yeah. <laughs> Better <laughs> safe <laughs> than sorry. Are you white? You racist. <laughs> And you're Ben Affleck. And you're Ben Affleck. That's the Suck quote. Suck at reindeer games. <laughs> you know what else is really under the radar this year? Completely under the radar? I know what you're going to say. Go no drama. Oh. There is no, Knocking on wood. no weird. drama at Redskins training camp. The only Nothing. drama is going to happen tomorrow. Doxon's hurt again. But but even that, he's had yeah. a great camp. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's, talk, the everybody's only talking highly of him. I mean, uh, I thought you were going to say Paul Richardson. You know Paul what? Richardson. And he had a big play today, You too. know what? He didn't yeah, stop. Sorry. He just... It's it's just insane how much we just just dive on this. Like we know everything that happened. We're not we're now we're nowhere near Richmond. But we know everything that happened down there. Yeah. Thank you, Twitter, so much. <laughs> Twitter, it's fucking amazing. I don't even have Twitter like in my social media thing. I have it in my sports because yeah. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I think it's <laughs> That's a good point. I, it's ESPN, Bleacher Report, Twitter, and I <laughs> and I use a Twitter more than anything. Yeah. It's Same. the fast oh fuck. scroll, scroll, scroll. I got, I got a chuck so right now. With you know, I said when they're solid. So if Josh Doxson is, in fact, hurt, then we have to rely on whether that's Brian Quick. Who's Maurice, having a good camp. Mo Harris, who's having a good... He might be the next Ryan, uh, Ryan Grant. Bobby's biggest fear. Bobby's biggest fear just came through. Let's see how long... Don't worry. Be, he, I wonder who Bobby's Ryan Grant's going to be this year. I was going to say, let's not do that, because I was going to see how long we can get without having to mention his name. <laughs> 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 if we don't have to mention his name, that's probably a good thing. 
Now I do feel like it was shitty what the, what the Ravens did to him. I that do was feel, yeah, that's, fucked that's, up. I do feel bad about that. Yeah, I, I mean, that's again, like, I never wished ill on Ryan no, Grant. No, that's supporting your family. That's like yes. that, they, they fucked him. He over. has a job. I, I never wish ill on him. I just don't want him on my particular football team. <laughs> Who did he end up signing with? The Colts. The Colts for how much? Like could, one year. Prove it, it couldn't deal. even be close to as much. No. As the, the, no. No. No, no, no. It was no. basically they had like that twenty plus million dollar contract in agreement with the Ravens, and Michael Crabtree became available. We're like, Ugh. dude, we laughed at Umo's face. We're like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> and then they just completely fucking. And I was like, oh, that's shitty. That sucks. Um, do you guys have like a, a best case, worst case scenario for this team? Like, there's something that you know you're really confident about. Others where you're like, um, I, I'm, I have the fear. Best case. I mean, case. it's all injuries. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So, well, I was gonna say it's hard. Like back to the, like uh, expectations, it's hard to place expectations on this team because new quarterback. You yeah. know, there's a lot of new faces. Um, y- you know, it's a young defense, a talented defense, but a young defense. Um, how are they? Also, a very tough division. You know, I think. I think, you know, got a tough schedule. Very tough yeah, that them. too. I think putting expectations. The, the NFC is stacked. I think too, putting expectations yeah. that they're going to make the playoffs is not fair. But I think they're better than a 500 team. Absolutely. But now, well, can they? I think on paper they're better than a 500 team. True. But um, can they actually achieve that? I mean, I, I don't think. I don't think they'll. <sighs> schedule so hard. It's 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 a brutal fucking schedule. I think a five or six win season is way too low of expectations. I think this team is better, way better than that. Yep. It's when you get you know, can they win those two or three? One possession games against like the mm-hmm. Eagles, Cowboys, and Giants that when they need to, or even ba- against bad teams when they need to, and that's going to change. In the, their in the years their we've season. been good, the years that we've gone to the playoffs, we've had at least a 500 record in the NFC East. Yeah, and, you and need to win in yeah. your division. And what yeah. was last year? They had one, two, one, one, one game, one. They won one. Yeah, lost both to Dallas, both to Philly. Then we beat. New York Giants on Thanksgiving. Yep, and then mm-hmm. they lost them the last game of the season yep. in New York. Yep, yep. which is as is tradition, and you can't do that. Par for the course. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, and this is this is typical Tom. Jay Gruden's gone from nine, the optimism. nine wins <laughs> to eight wins to fun. seven wins. <laughs> Jay Gruden is the longest tenured head coach in Daniel Snyder's history. Um, if he has another, if you go seven to nine, or or worse, you're looking at some. He could be gone. He could absolutely be gone. See, I wouldn't... Uh, and I like yes. Jay a lot. Yeah, no. Uh, I like Jay, and that's... I mean, this is going to be a very Bruce and Allen... Bruce and Dan. Bruce and Allen? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Bruce and Allen. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, that's not right. Bruce and Dan thing to do, but, you know, what was the point in going out and trading for yep. Alex Smith for all these years and signing for this extension yep. if you're just going to, you know... I mean... Because yep. yep. th- he fits the Jay offense I think seven very and nine, well. He does. And... And that's another I was a good point I was going to talk about. You know, we try to gloss over Alex Smith because we know who he is, but he's having a phenomenal Phenomenal. Camp. He is just dropping dimes out yeah. there, which is to be expected. And, and he's uh, mobile. Stop the, it, the J- I, I told you, just come to the light, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm already there. I'm just trying to explain. I like, know. <laughs> to, so Damn to your point, Tom, I think it has to be a complete classic Redskins shit show firestorm for Jay to be out the door. I think, like seven, the Nationals. I think seven. Yeah. I think seven and nine doesn't lose Jay his job. It could. It, it could. It shouldn't. 
I don't see how. Well, okay. Well, I don't think it should. One playoff berth in six years. I mean, that normally that gets a head coach fired. But regardless if you finish seven and nine, you had two close games, and you know the Eagles finish eleven and five, and yeah. the Cowboys finish ten and six, and, and the, the Giants finish eight and eight. So you know that's, you know that's like all right. Depends on how we miss was, the playoffs. Yes. Yes. Sure. I, I would say what Jay needs to do, what this team needs to do, and because he's lost every single week one game. Yeah. We, we've lost four straight under Jay. Um, we need to come out hot. And we never play well in Arizona. We've come out flat Ever. every single season with but, him. And you, we all know him. Hot preseason. Guy. We all know him a Kirk guy, but it always takes Kirk a couple games yep. to yep. get in his rhythm. Yep. So maybe, who knows, Alex Smith. Alex Smith beat the Patriots at, um, yeah. at week Gillette one. week one last yeah. year. Fuck crushed him. Cru- yeah. Like Super it. Bowl champs. Crushed him. Huh. Oh my God! Football. So oh my God! And guys, guys, we're, we're yeah. going to have uh, football tomorrow night. That's happening. That's yeah, fucking yeah. happening. There's a football game tomorrow night. The Hall of Fame game. The Redskins play that is, in eight that, days. That is of course eight a, fucking days. That is of course assuming that Ray Lewis's Hall of Fame speech stops at some point. <laughs> I'm going to go at least 45 minutes. Oh my God! It's going to be. Forever. It's going to be larger. The his mm. smug cloud is going to be larger than George Clooney's acceptance. Speech. <laughs> 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 mm, yes. How how preachy is it going to be? The most preachy. How many? Okay, here's the. What's the over under on how many times he tears up or cries? Ooh, I was gonna say mentions God. Oh, Oh, I mean that's at least that's. I'm going six over under. I'm going six six times. Oh, I'm going six. Gonna mention (laughs) mention God. Mention God. Like the the word God or 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 Jesus Christ. Any biblical biblical reference. Anything about his faith. I'm going. I'm going over under twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one. Over. I'm taking it over. <clears throat> um, Where's Dick Cummings when we need but him? But cries? <laughs> cries. I mean, at least tears up or chokes up? I'm going... Okay, what's the... It's going to do it twice. I was going to say six. Five or six? You can do it twice? No, it's going to be more than twice. To yeah. choke up. Like, stop what he's doing Yo, to cry. He cries. Not the really? All the th- he's so Did emotional. Did you guys see that huh. on Not the NFL fake, Network? Open the door and he cried. <laughs> and he knew it was going to happen and he fake cried. No, I don't think they knew it was going to happen. There's it, cameras there's in... There's cameras in every single one because they're getting, they were prepping for something else. Yeah. yeah. They're like, hey, how does it feel right, right. now to well, be I'm waiting? Sorry, That's why we never got the angle from the inside. I apologize, Ray Lewis. That's true. Yeah, well, yeah, he's, he he's not the first convicted murderer in the Hall of Fame. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but if you kneel during the anthem, you get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you express your First Amendment right as a true American? But How dare you? Kill somebody? Oh, you're pretty good, though. Yeah. No, Damn it. Hey, did you just smoke weed? One, two, three, bulls. What? Get, get the out. fuck out. You, you mean just do the me weed. Just, just <laughs> please. By the way, please? You, you're not eating Papa John's? <laughs> <laughs> it's that, delicious. How'd that work out for you? <laughs> oh, what an idiot. I would have... Uh, fuck. Yeah, that, didn't, that didn't work <laughs> well, out for him. All right, does that wrap up our training camp talk? Cause I could keep on going. <laughs> Tom, do you have questions? Um, not, and not, when I, I would say if we look at it more concerns, um, I, D, I think DJ Swearinger is going to play at a Pro Bowl level this year. Yes. I'm, I, you could have said that he did that last year, too. Um what are we going to get out of Monte Nicholson? Are we getting the Monte Nicholson during That's the Raiders another. game mm-hmm. where I saw a safety fly down the field and get an interception? I haven't seen that in 10 years. Uh, R.I.P. God, he played that perfectly. Yeah. And his, I, fir- I, and his I, first game started at safety. I watched 15-minute uh, uh, condensed game version of that game last night. I can't stop. Unfucking believe It's like, rather, th- I usually read before I go to bed. Now I'm just watching Redskins highlights. It, and, why do I, why, and, and, and I, Porter, go ahead and make fun of us. We know. You guys, you guys do a pretty good job by yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
winning off the field. <laughs> uh, what are we going to get out of Monte Nicholson? Because you need a ball hawking center field free safety. Yep. Um, who knows? I mean, because we only have such a small sample size when he was healthy, but he was. I couldn't believe what we got out of him. Like he he was good. He was not even. He did not look like a rookie. No, no. Even that it was the Chiefs game. He got hurt, right? Was that him in the Chiefs game? I I hurt? think so. Yeah. yeah. Even that game, he was playing well. Yep. Yep. And before he got he got smacked wrong, but yeah, I mean that's a good point. I didn't even think about Nicholson. Um, I'm thinking about Josh Norman a lot. Yeah. What, I, what I think, Josh are we gonna get? I think about Josh Norman in my sleep. Um, <laughs> well, the thing about Josh, is, you know, they don't throw to him, yeah. which I totally get. And when they do, he's usually there to make a play. Yeah. So, you doesn't, know. Doesn't catch him like he used to. No. But, hey, make the Gotta play. Gotta catch them all. But when you're getting paid <laughs> like that, when you when there are those two or three throws at you, you know, do something. I mean, because there were a few games last year Push where he was getting pull. dominated. Do yeah. something. That's what I was saying. Like That Chargers game, he got worked by Keenan Allen. He's um, good. Yeah. Um, and this is probably Josh's last season because he's scheduled to make $20 million yeah. next year. Um, I, I would. I. He's got to really now that we've lost Kendall Fuller and Bashad Breeland, he's got to be the guy back there. Um, even though I love Quentin Dunbar, but yeah, I mean he's not a number one corner like Josh is getting yeah. paid to be. Yeah, agreed. Um, I'd also like to see Morgan Moses make the Pro Bowl. Same with Brandon Sheriff. Fuck they yes. are two of those guys are Pretty really sure good at their job. He's going to be an All Pro. I was going to say, enough. can the old, well that goes under the healthy umbrella, but can the O line stay healthy? Sure. And actually put out the same starting lineup for. More than one game. A healthy O line can is a top five O line. Absolutely. And people need three. Yeah, honestly, people and people keep on like I keep on reading all these things. People saying, "Oh yeah, behind that garbage O line, shut the fuck up!" Like it is not the O line of old. We only have the best left tackle in football. Yeah, and he was on one leg last year and still was a top top five. And then our other tackle had two basically broken ankles. And mm-hmm. or sprained ankles, yeah. and he still played at a Pro Bowl level. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, first so or last. What we need to yeah. what, high on what we need to work <laughs> on is you establish your offense based off the talent around you, and what makes Alex Smith good. What what had how he had a career year last year is he has always had a thousand yard running back. Fuck you, Jimmy. A bell cow. In yep. whether that was Jamal Charles, Frank Gore, Kareem Hunt last year, we need that to be most likely to be Darius Geis. Oh, yeah. I love you so much. How oh, have we yeah. not talked about guys yet? I know. <laughs> I, uh, you know what I'm waiting on? <laughs> there was there was a terrible uh, sidetrack. It's I, I promise it's going to make sense. There was a terrible thing on the news about how this um, there was this guy who was basically the second coming of Jesus Christ for little kids. He was you know working with the UN. He had set up multiple foundations. He was you know like 21, 22, very early 20s, like. Someone of that generation does not typically do like so much charity work for the betterment of children and all this other shit. Came out, this guy likes to fuck kids, and yeah, it wasn't really, really great. So I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop on guys here of like how amazing he is. Not that he's gonna don't want to make that comparison. Sorry, I regret I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? It was just like he looks so great, and we've been so awesome. Got everything going good. That means the only thing left to see is bad. So it exists somewhere. That's my biggest fear. Yeah. Yeah. Because even yeah. Will Blackman tweeted about it too. He's like, yeah, yeah, he looks good. He's signing autographs. He's a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's, he's living his life. He's loving this. Yeah. What happens when he That's, doesn't? What happens? He looks when great. He, doesn't love, he, he looks. He, lo- he looks fantastic. He's, lo- he's looking great. 
and we've, every every we've interaction has been this. amazing. Every you know, video that that's ever been up and been on him is amazing. It's <laughs> it's reminiscent of a lot of you know RG three stuff. If everything's like hey, he can't do anything wrong, he could have ran for mayor. That's a fair point. Yeah, he or won like too. he's so he you know RG three. He's amazing. He's he's there's nothing wrong with him. He's clearly doing nothing bad. He's yep. good at his job, and he's very well spoken, and he's he's nice to everybody in public. And then just you so know happy. he's just you know banging Instagram followers on you know the rig. Go ahead, bang them all. Just don't. No, I'm saying RG, 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 uh, RG3. Yeah. Like, like that's how we thought about RG3. <laughs> yeah. RG3 yeah, no, was Darius, amazing. Do you? Quarter Chappelle show. He made Thriller. <laughs> <laughs> he made Thriller. Did you see him pee? I didn't see him pee. I just peed right out. You didn't even see it. <laughs> um. Man, it, so we need that a thousand yard bell cow running back. Yep. Jordan Reed healthy is Game arguably changer. yeah, because I, I think he's better than Travis Kelsey from a route running perspective, from yeah. a pass catching perspective. I and just, I just, I won't even consider Jordan Jordan Reed. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. When I think about this team going forward this year, if he's there, <laughs> he's yes. the difference. Hell yes, he is. But. Over we've now played more games without him yes, than with him. Sure. So, so over under eight games. So. Under, I'm doing a man. Under, if we can get 12 out of him, that's his career high. It's 12, yeah, 12 right? Yeah. The, the year he got paid. No, oh, can we get 10 plus? Can we get close yeah. to 10? That's he. Good. Um, then hell yes, then I want that. But yeah, I just because Alex Smith in San year. Francisco had Vernon Davis, who was a Pro Bowler at that time, and then he has Travis Kelsey, who was the best tight end in football last year. Um, so he needs a running game. He needs a really good tight end. Yep. Vernon Davis, by the way, said this was the most talented team he's ever been on. I know. This is the most talented <laughs> This. <laughs> the 2018 Res- Washington Redskins. That's, that's the know. one. That's the one. Huh? I'm, ju- I'm just saying. <laughs> that man played in a Super Bowl. He did, didn't he? We're not going to the Super Bowl. He made Thriller. Oh. Oh. Oh, also. We're winning the I Super Bowl. Hey! Terp. He had Terp. He had Terp. It is. Um, we need Josh Doxson to really play like a first-round pick. Or play. Or play. play. And just play Actually, just that's play not football. fair because I'm pretty sure he played all 16 games last year. He appeared he in all played, 16 yeah. games. He, he played the most out of the receivers. Yes. So that's not entirely fair. But please just be healthy. See, I, I've actually heard that Smith has developed his best connection thus far in training camp has been Jamison Crowder, who's yeah, also in a tra- tra- contract. Not, and he goes up to him after every single completion or incompletion that he throws to him and, and talks to him. They say that it, it, Kirk just didn't trust Josh. Something about it. But Alex and Josh have a good thing going right now. Yeah, I thought you said. I, I, I thought you said Crowder. Yes, I did. Oh, no, sorry. Um, I, I will say, you know, we're all Kirk guys here. Yeah, uh, it's Kirk. been mishandled to begin with, but I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't ignore the fact that a number of players, <laughs> veteran players, have spoken to the leadership that Alex Smith has brought to this team, and very outspoken about. Yes, it. Very in a very little time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's been here since I guess. The draft, right? Yeah. Do you or think like it's because it's, it's not because he's just like, hey guys, everybody, just like you know, like the stuff that we kind of he's not about a goober. Uh, well, the stuff that we loved about Kirk Cousins of him being just a, a great human being may not have translated into leadership and getting you know yep. other people to do what you want them to do just because you told them to. Like that's that's a very hard thing to accomplish and not something that's very easily learned. So. I, uh, yes, Bobby, got it. <laughs> it's just I, I, I don't know. I'm excited for it. Yeah, um, it just it all seems very genuine of how good of a leader Alex Smith is. Yeah, and testament to him. And yeah. we really haven't had a quarterback of that magnitude 
You think it bo- it binds the rest of the locker room to be like, hey, Alex yeah. Smith has been a starting quarterback for the Chiefs. They did pretty good. Absolutely. Maybe we should listen to what the fuck he's got to say. Yeah. Also, you know what I mean? Like, as opposed to Kurt, he was back up to the, the fucking prodigal son and that's, that and that's flamed out. And it's just like, hey, guys, like, you know, I'm trying to, you know what I mean? Like, he it's, was it's hard. Starter, it's but hard. was he the starter in everybody's mind? Exactly. Have and, we, and have we ever had a quarterback that is, you know, and we've genuinely trusted and admired and, you know, respected? I, I, what, what, Mark Brunel, maybe? And, like, and how under the radar did this happen? Rex Gross. Oh, we were... John Beck. Yeah. The, the episode <laughs> of Patrick and the episode Ramsey. after we found this out, we were just like, what the fuck? And it was like, what is Alex, Alex what is Alex fucking Smith going to do that Kirk could to do? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it's... They like, took our germs. Exactly. <laughs> it's, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Time. I'm excited to see it. But, you know, the, the time will tell with the Redskins and everything else. Like, Alex Smith could still be fucking amazing. And the Redskins could still, you know, have a really injured O-line. They could have a, a running game that isn't fucking, you know, complete. And wide receivers that don't like to catch the ball. So please catch the ball. Having times. General Patton. <laughs> catch the ball. Having please General Patton ball. at the helm means dick all if you're driving a fucking go-kart in the Indy 500. So, you know, whatever. You guys like my analogies. I know. I get it. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you, P-Dog. I was so not listening. We are at... Never are. <laughs> And I, I've, I've told this a million times. I'm sorry, Prince. So, did you say something? We're about at, a, know, at an hour and 20. Uh, this is why we're in therapy all um, the time. <laughs> <laughs> Never listens to shit. Um, this is, we're going to end on one question. We're not, this isn't going to be a rapid fire question. So. Hold on, wait. Before we could do that, because yeah. I know what the question is. PMIC Fantasy Football League. Oh, yes. Hey, Do we need to fill spots? No. I thought we needed one. I think people have, no, people have been asking me at work and shit, too. We need so. one. We're good? Oh, we're good. Well, yeah, we can. Unless you want to make it 12-team. Everyone's going to pay? I don't want a 12-team. Yeah, I don't yeah. want it either. Yeah, I, I mean, it's us four Samir's and cooking. Everybody, everybody's paying before we start. I'm not doing this shit again. People like need last to pay. Year. Everybody, yeah. everybody needs to pay at the beginning. Our treasure reporter said everyone yes. needs to pay. No. Like, everyone your, your leg's going to be broke. Hey, he will kill you. Um, yeah. And we got He's the PMIC pick He knows how to do that. Yes. Basically, our goal is to be Greg in something. Yeah, don't even Greg and Greg Ian have <laughs> every, a bet. Every, all right, <laughs> first of all, first of all, Greg has won the PMIC Triple Crown in the first year of its inception, which is just incredible. But he won. Thank you, Bobby. That was very nice of you to say. It's incredible. I never it's, bragged about it once. It's an incredible. Talked any shit ever. <laughs> he won the but po- somehow it's the greatest slight towards anybody who likes sports. Where's the belt? He God won, forbid he I know anything. He won the fantasy football belt. He, oh, I threw that belt away. He won the pick'em, and he won the March Madness pool. Someone's yeah. And now you have a bet with Ian I that you will not defend all three of those titles. I said he will not defend. No, Ian, one of them. you won't. Def- he won't defend any one of them. Not no, even one. Nothing. You won't repeat in one event. Yes. It's I, the the, the rain a is bet over. Book. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to take all three of them. Ian, Ian, Ian knows this. Well, you made the wrong step there. <laughs> your probabilities were in your favor by saying <laughs> that I wouldn't repeat all of them. Uh, but to say that then you are going to take all three that. The statistically unlikelihood of that is pretty high. I'm at least taking all three. <laughs> cool. Cool. One, two, yeah, three. What's math? <laughs> Fuck math. No, I um, can, you can never say guaranteed I'm winning a March Madness bracket. Like, there's just no. That's no. That was, and and I was yeah. And you and I were right. <laughs> we were right there. I didn't even realize that we could have lost. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, either Bobby or I are gonna win. Yeah. And then and then Porter started shit. Porter's like. Oh wait, what? I yeah, won? <laughs> coming in for the win. Uh, what also was brought to my attention is I've I've gained interest in a PMIC DraftKings. 
Ooh. God don't damn it. Me. Stop fucking. You don't no. have to ask me. Porter. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ian, Tom, and I, we at least try to do it every week. Yes. And for the most part, we get it done. But if we can get more interest in people doing it, that yeah, would I'm doing be, it every week this week. Attention every degenerates. Week. I had four fantasy leagues last year. It was just so stupid. I don't care how hungover you are. Get up and do your DraftKings, please. Set up the night before. Do something. I don't care. I don't like saying that, of course, injuries, reports, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but if you're if you're drinking and you're not going to wake up before 1. I mean, set, <laughs> you don't wake up before the 1. The rest is play at 1 and I'm waking up. On Sundays? Yeah. Like, fuck you. Oh, I thought you were saying that no, I don't. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like... He's so. Or if you're gonna, but everybody, everybody, he's. But shaking. we should do. Uh, we should trigger. He's he's shaking right now. That's the mere thought. We should figure that out and try to get together a, a DraftKings league because that would be fun to show time. It's a lot so to do. D- but, but you know, as, as, as the one that or, as the one that's organized, you know how stressful that is. By like twelve thirty, I go in the lineups and see like at least three people still haven't filled out. I'm like. Guys, yes. yes. Guys, <laughs> wait, because it, it doesn't work. Because if someone doesn't fill out a lineup, then it's nixed. Yeah. So don't do that. Yeah. I know. I agree. Yeah, or, I or, or if you know. Mike Foster. Or, <laughs> <laughs> he, does, he, he doesn't There's listen. He's chance. rock climbing somewhere. Right <laughs> <laughs> he's hacky sacking on top yeah, of Yeah, he's coming. He'll be here uh, next week. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. We're going to the beach. Nice. Um, be I saw he was in uh, Tennessee with. Uh, um, he was? Wasn't he? No. Where's know. Where's Kristen? Kristen, his sister, lives in Tennessee. Yes. Yeah. Nashville. So he was. Yeah. They were. They were, they yeah. were there together. Give her him. Yeah. <laughs> so he abandoned me. So I don't care. Now that <laughs> Now that we're done with football, I got right, one last. This, your this is a topic that I, I was so I always I really wanted to bring up with you guys. I think it's really cool. So the Ringer is Bill Simmons' website. Mm-hmm. He was formerly of Grantland, then ESPN hey, fired Bob. him, and he started his own thing with HBO. And so they had a. 100 through 1 countdown, 1 to, 1 to 100, excuse me, of the best episodes in television history. Yep. I have written down their top 10, which I will reveal, but I also wanted to, for all of us to say, what are, your, what are your favorite episodes in TV history? I have, well, three. I wrote four. Um, does everyone have their favorite episodes? I have three. Okay. I have at least three in my mind. I got, I got three. I you got three? You, I can uh, give you three. I have three. Right. My, um, do you want me to go over their top 10 first then? Sure. Okay. I thought, okay. We, were, I thought we were gonna get. All right, go ahead. Uh, no, no. I, no, no. Yeah. Let's us, let's us do first. let's yeah. do ours and yeah. then see which of ours lands in that top yeah. ten. Sure, sure. Uh, my top three. All right. So I actually read a really good article about this episode. It is. I'm an Office guy, so The Office is my favorite show of all time. Dinner party. Dinner party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hey, Bobby. That is the only <laughs> Office <laughs> episode that made it into the top 100. Yes. In the top 100. It's not in the top 10, but what it's in the top 100. Where is it? Do you know where it is? In the I, top I, I'll, uh, okay. No, don't I'll don't worry it. about it. That is. I mean, I'll send you guys the link. There's a Rolling Stone magazine article about that episode where they like talk to the yeah. actor. It, it is phenomenal. Like, <laughs> it's like an you, oral history of it. You go back and watch. It's just so fucking funny. <laughs> and like, you can just picture yourself in that awkward situation of going to your boss's house with his deranged girlfriend, <laughs> and like, they're so out of sync, and like, she plays the music <laughs> of her. Former assistant who <laughs> she took his virginity. Uh, she took me by, by the hand that it, one night. It's just <laughs> one of the best. It is. It's so fucking funny. And then uh, my other two. What's what happening? happening right now? I, I fixed it. My other <laughs> two. You project one way. Um, Red Wedding. Yeah. And yeah. then yeah. 
True Detective season one when they raid the house. <laughs> Bobby, you're on fire, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Red <laughs> Wedding is number three. The True Detective is number uh, four. Nice. Damn. Red Wedding was mine. Yeah. I think that Red Wedding is yeah. pretty universal. That's my favorite yeah. episode of all time. Yeah. All right. Porter? Um, from... I watch uh, a lot of TV. <laughs> what's it called? Uh, from Seinfeld. Now I'm, now I'm losing the baseball player's name. Oh, Piazza. Buck Showalter. No, no, no. Keith Hernandez. Keith Hernandez. Keith Hernandez. Keith Hernandez. The, the Seinfeld Keith, Keith Hernandez episode. Keith Hernandez. I hate it. And then when uh, Jerry comes in and just blows up Kramer's ridiculous <laughs> fucking recount of it. Back. That was, that was amazing. And to the left. <laughs> that was amazing. Um... And, and these are in no particular order. Uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy, when Opie is killed. I Took my other one. God damn. <laughs> I legit fucking cried when that. I, was, I, I have yet to have been emotionally invested in a show than I was with Sons of Anarchy. There is not one episode I missed when it was played live. There's not one time where I was just like, everyone, like my phone's off. Everyone leave me the fuck alone. I want to see what happens on this episode. And when that happened, and it's like complete shock of not knowing, and then you see, it, I was very upset. I didn't like it. Uh, as far as a third, it it honestly was a chop up to um, uh, Game of Thrones. I was gonna say either the Red Wedding or when uh, the fucking Ice Dragon comes out. Yeah, most recent one. Yeah, that was but, a good one. I mean. I'm sure there are there are a ton of things that you could you could very easily say of you know between um, you know basically anything on HBO uh, or anything I mean like it's so hard to yeah. quantify and just like think off the spot but yeah those two are Sons of Anarchy very much love that one yeah Seinfeld love that fucking episode back and to the left anytime that shit comes there out. had to have been a second spitter yeah <laughs> this uh, <laughs> Ian, the, grass, yours? the grassy yeah, hole yeah I got mine I'm so ready? two two of them been said already. The Red Wedding is my favorite of all time. There's just no way fans are butts about that. Then the Opie episode was a very dark theme. Dude, <laughs> it was so like he wasn't he wasn't even supposed to be in there. God, it supposed to be Tig. It was. God damn it. That shit. That once I saw them walking, I was like, no, 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 no. They're, <laughs> they're just gonna finger paint, right? He had he had to die though. Oh it, yeah. There's there's there's. But God damn it. You know I've never I, seen Sons of Anarchy. I know because, it, because it's been Tom, ruined. You know what? It doesn't matter. Uh, well, who am I saying? The fucking wire. Yeah. I still have anyone. Yeah. yeah. All right, but my third one is going to be Game of Thrones again. The Battle of the Bastards. That was mine, mm. dude. Nice. I that was mine. Fat Kid and I were watching that. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> two girls were sitting on the couch, and like Fat Kid and I were like we, up on our feet, like yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> fuck him up. <laughs> I've never been that emotionally fucked. Just like I was, I, I was, I was sober as a bird. Like I was just like fucking kill, fucking kill him. <laughs> did, uh, did did Lindsay walk in the door and then change the channel? Oh my god! <laughs> no, unplug the TV and try to move it inside. What? It's only a show. <laughs> so before I, God, that was great. Um, my uh, it's awful. Yeah, it was but horrible. Now it's hilarious. It, I mean, is, a, yeah. it is a good story. Because <laughs> the caps on the cup. It is a good story. <laughs> sort of the valor. Yes. I, I can't. I, I put the Battle of the Bastards. There's one other episode um, that I put was uh, the the battle at the wall between the Night's Watch and the Wildlings with Woon Woon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was that was just an hour-long action-packed fight scene. It was. That was amazing. Um, 
Yes, yeah, so I also put the Red Wedding. I think everyone has. Uh, the season, episode four of True Detective, the single tracking shot where they yes. bu- bust in when uh, McConaughey's undercover. And it was like 15 minutes of just that single track. And I, I remember like watching, I was on the edge of my seat like, what is that? What? Oh my God. Yeah. This now is the coolest thing I've ever seen. What's he doing? What's he doing over there now? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. That was during the reconnaissance. Um, and then, <laughs> and for me, uh, it'd be the uh, season three of The Wire. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers away. Um, <laughs> Ooh, Umo. No, get on with it, mother. That one. You talking about Snoop? No, He's I was talking about the episode that Umo ruined for me. Oh, no, right. no, not no. that. Nope. How many seasons of The Wire have you watched? Almost three. Almost three. Okay, I can't. I was I was about to say I, I, wanted, to say, I wanted to change my third answer to when Snoop gets got. You just ruined another part for him. He's not going to watch it. He's already refused it. I he's was had, actually really going to start watching four it like years. in a week. I'm not even kidding. I was going to start watching it next week. <laughs> I'm not. I should watch it. I swear on everything. All right. So <laughs> can I point I out really that really no one said a Breaking Bad episode? Thank you. Well, I like the. I love. Breaking no, I'm not Bad. saying. Love Breaking Bad. I'm not saying that you guys don't like it. I'm just saying no one said it. Uh, that was one of their top. Okay, so yeah, here, the, here did the you. I, 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 I didn't watch Breaking Bad. I don't really. really? Like it. I didn't really like it, dude. So why are you giving? Sh- I don't I'm understand. not. I because I think I just think it's overrated. He thinks it's overrated. It was amazing. Right it was amazing. Um, anyway, that's fair. Top ten TV episodes overrated. according to The Ringer. Number ten, Breaking Bad, uh, season five, episode fourteen, Osmandius. Uh, yeah, that was the one I was thinking. That was of. their the big one. Uh, episode uh, number nine, the pilot of the OC. <laughs> what? Ooh. The pilot of the OC is number nine. The OC. Yeah. Wow. That with that little I with that little loved shirt? me some OC. I in love the school. OC. You would. I watched so every you fucking was. episode from season Did one to four really? in Did military really? school. Yes. The oh, because we, military school. Well, yeah, because you had like you passed that shit around. It's yeah. like, oh my god, this is what they watch. This is fucking awesome. That yeah. doesn't count. Why am I not watching this? No, the OC it's was Tyson. the OC was phenomenal. Well, I'm surprised the people going. I don't know. That's my favorite OC episode. I watched that too. The the pilot. Oh, you know episode what? Uh, the brother. I don't good, remember who that episode. is. It is a good episode. Great. It's uh, a great way to start a series. That's why it got so popular. Number eight, um, probably my fa- one of my favorite Sopranos episodes, season three, episode eleven, <laughs> where uh, Paulie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, you knew it was the, one of the. Uh, Wait, when when Paulie and Christopher get stuck in the woods, I know Ian's seen that episode. It's oh, yeah. hysterical. It is very funny. It is really really good. Uh, I still say the series finale is the best episode though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <gasps> number seven, uh, this one, uh, Survivor, the season finale of season one with um, Richard Hatch, the first Survivor winner. Okay. Oh, when he like played one. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Is number that the bald gay guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he was like the first yep. TV yep. like reality star, like douchebag who like fucked everybody over. Yep. Yeah. Uh, number six, he won. Um, he won. Damn right. Started a trend. <laughs> number six is The Wire, season three, episode eleven, the one that I mentioned. Um, no, season three is the best season of The Wire, in my opinion. There's no way you, uh, Ian. There's no way you watch The Wire, binge watching it, where you will remember any of what the fuck anyone else has said, and realizing it in the in the instant in it's happening. That's not true. When it happens, one hundred. That is one hundred percent true. That's exactly you, the definition of a spoiler. No, this is, this, he will this watch this show. Dangerous territory. You will get locked into it. And he will not remember in the time at which I have had many times where a spoiler has been made to me, and I've still watched the show, and it has come up and been like, that has still been good, and be like, oh, this is what they were talking about, but it's still fucking awesome because it's the wire. 
It's an amazing yeah. show. There's no way you're going to get through but that also, and be still disappointed, even knowing that one tidbit. I promise you. That's not a tidbit. Okay, but also knowing how we it, all feel no, about it's, spoilers. Okay, that was an attempt at me minimizing that aspect of it. Cause, you know, I still love you, Umo. You're fine. Knowing how but we all feel about spoilers. Like, that is not a reason not to wishes. finish that show. I say respect Ian's wishes. I love you. <laughs> Did you yep. hear what I said? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, seem, the, you seem upset. <laughs> where, uh, if I had a glove, I'd throw it on the ground right now. Because <laughs> I'm fucking glaring <laughs> like a zombie. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's a golf clap. Uh, <laughs> I hope nobody trades number, me because they're upset. Number five. Actually, in the, Porter's DFA. Bitches. Number five and the only comedy to be in the top hmm. ten. And had a, after I saw that, I was Simpsons? like, damn it, it's right. No. Curb the enthusiasm? Nope. Curb. Uh, uh, South Park? No, no, no. No, you're close. Right station. <sighs> no, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No. no that's FX. That's right uh, there was one Always Sunny episode that made the top ten. Dave Chappelle? Yep. Uh, Which okay. episode? Uh, 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 oh, please uh, let it be Clayton. Clayton. No, Clayton. Dude. <laughs> uh, that was that's my what? number one. That's my one. Steve. The real world. No, that's also a good one. There's so have you, you haven't seen the Chappelle show yet, Bobby? Have Not you? Oh dude. my god, I forgot. We talked about it a year ago at the old house. Dude. Pull your pull your fucking huggies up. God damn it. As soon as I as soon as I tell you to talked about this before. That was uncalled for. As soon as I tell you to. Sorry. You're gonna you're gonna go. Yep, that makes sense. It's probably the most famous Chappelle episode. Uh, it's still quite James. Okay. Yep. Yeah. What'd you say? Rick James. Rick. Oh, I'm Rick James. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was said by everybody ever forever. Ever. Forever. Yeah. So fuck part yo yeah. couch. Fuck yo Blank. couch. Cocaine's <laughs> <laughs> a hell of a drug. What do the five fingers say to the face? Then he challenged us to a game of basketball. <laughs> oh my god, Jonathan Scope and Manny Machado are playing oh, right. against each yes. other right now. I know. That's what I was saying earlier. Like right. Manny, it just hurts. Sorry. Number number four, um, True Detective season um, episode one. Season one, episode four. Yes. Um, that is the... Was that with the biker game? Goes, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My favorite one is when... So the, good. The only, the only, when Dario takes off her shirt. <sighs> she looked real great. She looked real then, great. Um, what's his name? Didn't look Woody, Woody made a play. He did. I, w- <laughs> I will still say for forever, yeah. True Detective should have fucking ended God. with them both goddamn dying. Should have. Like, that is, that's an epic end. Porter and I hate the light. The it's last so stupid. Episode. I don't mind. You're it. sitting in a fucking wh- wheelchair just staring up at the stars, smoking Winston's, and you just, oh, it should have been different. My life should have. Yeah, no shit. You should be dead. <laughs> you should be dead right now. Quit talking about fucking crazy ass shit that you shouldn't have had any part of. That's funny because they also killed everybody in season two. I, I watched like two episodes. Dude, like, this season is garbage. two sucks. This is garbage. It I was sucked. so upset. Vince, I'm it just was, not it buying was, it, buddy. It was, it was softcore torture porn. With other, it was so like, hey, we're killing people and people have their tits out and they're doing drugs. Like it was just this forced. I, Dude, I, I, I don't even know how to describe the it. First, it was so shit. Up until the end, the first nine and a half episodes of True Detective were uh, amazing, unbelievable. Some one of the, the best, one of the best, one of the best so ever. Good. Yeah. The writing, the acting, yes. the storyline. Like it was. Like where the did they find these people? If like they the backwoods of the bayou. If like. they had an ability to make that into a trilogy movie series, it would have done very well as an indie like cult classic. Yeah. I don't think anyone would have had the patience for that. But what I thought was really was impressive good. with True Detective is, you know, what's problematic with a lot of TV sh- TV shows today is they jump in um, you know, time frames where they go back 20 years and then they're in the present and then they're past in the present. It's really hard to, you know, differentiate the two. Yeah. Where what True Detective did such a good job of, they were there were the present interviews with Marty and um, 
was it? What was his name? Ray. Uh, anyways, with um, McConaughey's character, mm-hmm. and um, where they were interviewing with the current police department, and they went back all the way to the beginning of these crimes. Yeah. Uh, it was it was something that was so thorough, but it, to me, it was relatively easy to follow along. Yeah, dude, when they did that camera pull away of the guy in his overalls mowing the lawn yeah. on that church, yeah. yeah, and you didn't see his face, yeah. yeah. I I have goosebumps right now yep. reclaiming that story of just like holy shit mm-hmm. there's that fucking psychopath mm-hmm. like I can't wait like literally cannot wait till next week mm-hmm. to watch who the fuck this guy is then you see him he's even more crazy than you thought he was going to be <laughs> come he's down me ridiculously more crazy <laughs> there, than you thought he one, was going to be I always thought they were so good at ending those episodes where there was another one when they f- think they think they find the guy and there's right. some meth yeah. house yeah. with the guy with the gas mask on yeah. and his tidy whities just that's it he's just a hillbilly crazy and he's just <laughs> walking around like remember Tom Segura <laughs> build a wall around <laughs> Louisiana <laughs> <laughs> nice I love Tom Segura so much. It's um, half off crab legs at Costco Sundays, y'all. There was this. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you, Cajun McCona- people. <laughs> McConaughey's character when they had that re- went to that revival thing, that church revival. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, "What do you think the IQ of all these people is? All the people here." And I always thought that it's that not, little part that's not great. It's not. Good. <laughs> it's not. Great. Um, okay, uh, number two uh, episode of Mad Men, season four, episode seven, the suitcase. Eh. I never watched Mad Men. I've seen. Watched I've watched all season. the Mad Men. Seen. It's all right. I heard oh, it's really good. good. The it's first really three good. seasons are really well written, and it's you know well and everything. It just trails off. It's like okay, yeah. everybody doesn't give a shit about I, each other, and they're all chauvinists they, and they smoke cigarettes constantly. They ended That's the show the really show. well. I thought. Um, I didn't like who you found out. Ian, do you have any from Evan? No, go ahead. When you find out, uh, spoiler alert to anyone who gives a shit about a show that ended three years ago and has been on for eight years. Three, really? Only three years? Uh, when you find out that Don Draper was a de- draft dodger, or not, not a draft dodger, excuse me, that he assumed the identity of somebody else who had died yep. in Korea? I believe it was Korea. Korea. Yeah. So he assumes the identity of this fallen soldier. Yeah, his, his name is actually Dick Whitman. Yeah. And he... To get out of the war, dick, like he dick, needs dick, to go dick, home. Dick, dick, dick. You don't have your headphones on, so you can. I don't. It's too hot in here. It's too hot for these headphones. But it was the dick bit. Nice. I just the moment I saw it, I was like, this was such an unnecessary. Like Don Draper was already Don Draper. Like that was the the Ian the epitome of what that episode was when I saw that for the first the time, which really shark. turned me off. Was if uh, you found out that Ron Swanson, um, you know. Uh, previously, before he became Ron Swanson, really liked Sudoku puzzles Gregory and <laughs> clipping coupons with his fucking, you know, uh, 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 wife that he no longer sees. Like, it's just like, it's just, why, why are you showing me this? <laughs> yeah. This has and no development as to who he is as a person now. He just essentially was like, okay, so he was someone before. Uh, you're magically like they're, they were essentially trying to explain, or at least the way I got from it, they were trying to explain how Don Draper became Dom Draper, where he lost his shit in Korea, assumed the identity of some dead dude, and then got into fucking marketing and became, or advertising became a fucking whiz. Yep. Like, what? Why? The fuck are you talking about? Like yeah. that was, that was it was the weirdest it, it three was, episodes ever. But it, explaining some backstory it's that was they so they never really really delved no, into. Deeply. They never went um, back because everybody else was just like, "What the fuck are you doing, yeah. AMC? Um, this doesn't make odd, any sense." But he was an amazing character, and he's going to be known as Don Draper for the rest of his yes. acting life. Um, 
speaking of, you said Parks and Rec. One Parks and Rec episode made it. Ooh. <laughs> I, okay, I am wait, very on. much against it, this one that they voted in. Uh, so they were bashing it? It was their... It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was their the, although I didn't think it was bad, their series finale is what they said was the best episode ever. Really? It, really? it was the... See? It's See? like the... No. The uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, nostalgia of it. Yeah, it was a good the season finale. But it everything. wasn't a bad season. It wasn't. Yeah, you know, it was a good my, series finale. My favorite. I hated that Leslie and Ron didn't talk for fucking. Yeah, yeah that was that was like whack. So one of my one of my favorite parts of my episode lunch is Ron, yeah. was uh, Ron's honeymoon by himself, where Leslie take put, sends him to Lagavulin <laughs> yes. whiskey. Yes, yeah. and like she writes <laughs> yes. that poem and he starts crying. <laughs> and he goes, I don't know why she thought I would like that. Oh my god, he watches. What is, what is his back-to-back matinee? He has, he watches The Great Escape and oh, their Westerns, the, right? the Bridge on the River Kwai or something on his birthday. Those movies are fucking awesome. <laughs> by the way, I don't know if you guys know this or not, what but me? I grew up on that shit. And the, 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 the fucking <laughs> Ron Swanson, the Great, Swanson, the great Escape is one of the best movies ever made. It's amazing. So, to, it's so, so good. for those that haven't seen Parks God and Rec, there's an episode where it's I'll Ron's. Go, I'll go in that hot box with the fucking baseball. I'll take the heat for everybody else. Don't you worry about it. Where it's Ron's, movie, it's Ron's birthday. About. He doesn't want to know anyone. He doesn't want anyone to know that it's actual birthday. But what makes Leslie Nope, Leslie Nope, is her thoughtfulness. And so he thought that she was going to have this extravagant party for him. Yeah. When basically all she did was lock him in a room with steak, bacon, and bourbon, and the bridge on the River Kwai, and then a cab to take him home. Yep. <laughs> that which is <laughs> sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, that is that poor. Sounds, that is poor that as wet That sounds dream. so fucking good. <laughs> my uh, favorite Parks and Rec is the bachelor party one. Add a cigar oh in my there. God. Uh, Bring me meat. <laughs> There's no wrong way to consume alcohol, friend. <laughs> I was wrong. This, this is, is the, this is it. I'll have I a scotch <laughs> in liquid form. Hold out your. <laughs> you don't really have to specify <laughs> that, sir. I've, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I've, <laughs> I've, had, I've had a few whiskeys, so I'll be honest with you guys. I like her. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're doing the Lord's work there, John. <laughs> the uh, uh, snake juice episode is hysterical. That's so, so good. good. So good. <laughs> Every time I think about it, I think about the, the Ron Swanson dancing <laughs> when, when they're doing the cut twos to everybody, <laughs> yeah. and it's just pure joy. As he even does the porter laugh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't know. There's something about that that cast getting drunk together that just freaking kills me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> cut through and. He's he sounds like I have no idea what he's singing, but it sounds like he's singing Creed. Creed, oh yeah. I mean, uh, and, then, no, well, and then uh Donna's the only one who's sober, he's like, that shit's straight rat poison. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's but at the end of that episode where um April goes back up to Andy when he, the next day where they're all dying, like hungover, <laughs> and he's like he's shining Kyle's shoes. He only shines Kyle's shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, she does the Shut up, Kyle. she does the Janet Snakehole voice and he's like I she, I can't do it. I love you. I can't do it. And then, like, he realizes that upset her, so he gets up and then just vomits all over <laughs> his shoes. Um, he is actually my favorite character on Parks and right on television. He's my favorite character, <laughs> and uh, like, period. Andy Dwyer. <laughs> yes, Andy Dwyer. He was my absolute favorite. He wasn't supposed to be a regular. Yep. When he, it, when it he goes special guest star, yeah. Chris Pratt. When he goes to England and interacts with the Duke or oh whatever that guy is, oh every God. one and of them is just friends. like, do you want to race helicopters right now? <laughs> no. And yeah. I like how they look back. Can we get ice cream? Do you have that? But they both, <laughs> but they both look back at Ben like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, that guy is like the Lord of... I also like that beginning of the episode. That's when, that's when Chris Pratt got jacked for Guardians. Yeah. And, yes. Oh my god! How'd you lose weight? I just thought, so you just stopped drinking beer. Yeah, 
Isn't that crazy? <laughs> how much beer were you drinking? I know, right? <laughs> Apparently, Apparently a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Just one? <laughs> one one, one shelf. shelf. Beer were you drinking? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's sawdust. Just uh, There is only one Always Sunny episode. I one of my favorites. Mm. Rye juice? No, good guess. Creep it up on an hour 45. Uh, uh, steak? No, uh, it's Charlie McDennis, the game that they made Ooh, up. Charlie McDennis yeah. is so fucking yeah. <laughs> I mean, Charlie eats all the grapes. <laughs> they had a game where they had a, how many grapes could you fit in your mouth? <laughs> and they're supposed to put them. And, and they're like, you got to eat a cake. They had to eat a cake? Charlie McDennis. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they got to eat a cake, yeah. but it's the ingredients. Well, no, they have to nail down. Yeah. The- <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> Danny DeVito's in a dog crate. <laughs> they have to nail down the game because then Matt gets mad at yep. the end. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so number one, um, better, be better be good. This one was uh, Lost, uh, uh, season four, episode five. The constant. I've never. I didn't watch Lost because it was ruined. So <sighs> wait, whatever. Oh, so that's not the, that's even, not the season finale. I don't, I'm not, I'm not I don't think I got that this. far. I'm not happy with this. Yeah, because I stopped watching it because it, it, it jumped short. Yeah. yeah. Season, yeah. season three is when yeah. it jumped. How many, uh, how many first, seasons first did it have? Seven? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. Phenomenal. Great. I love them. Yes. And then I started watching. I was like, what the fuck? Where, what, like, are we, what are wait, you what, doing? Wait, what are we doing? One How I Met Your Mother episodes on here. Which one? When they discover Robin Sparkles. The Slash Bad episode. Let's go to mm. the mall <laughs> today. <laughs> That's kind of so weird. good. Uh, Jonathan Scope grounded out to Manny Machado in his first at bat oh. as a brewer. I don't know how that makes me feel. <laughs> Should be sad. It makes me feel sad. Well, I mean, like, it's like sad, the circle of life for them. Uh, Manny's um, probably like, "Gotcha, Porter." There is a <laughs> yeah. Rick and Morty episode here. What? Yeah. Um, oh, which, one? which one? I gotta find it. They're literally all amazing. They fucking every ridiculous. single pickle Rick will go down forever Rick. as one of the best uh, episodes in television. There ever. is just a few highlights: Arrested Development season one, episode two, the top banana. Yep. When uh, then they have to burn down the banana stand. Yep. Oh. There's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. There's literally money <laughs> in the banana stand. <laughs> Um, let's see. I gotta find it. Uh, season six, episode five of Curb Your Enthusiasm, the free book. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, was, there is a was, there is a Walking Dead episode. What was the Rick and Morty episode? I got. I'm I'm looking for it. Oh, Walking Dead, another show that I gave up. Um, this was actually one of the better ones. Where um, what's it's what's the same her daughter? I just I just can't. Every I just, fucking I gotta, I gotta, I gotta You know. gave up on it finally? No, 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 no. I I can't. You're, you're still going. Yeah. Dude, that Did you give can't. up too? Oh, I gave up it's a while. So it's so fucking bad. Still going. Because I'm kind of like, you know, I'd do it better. <laughs> you I'd, watch just for the fucking... I'd, I'd be a better dictator, I'm just, just saying. For, just for the um, research. Everyone the, would be very happy, is all I'm saying. The pilot episode of uh, Eastbound and Down, which I agree with. I definitely yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Um, I just uh, want that jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> that neon green leopard print fucking jet ski. How is it? Uh, the, the Walking Dead episode is where... Uh, the girl, the woman's daughter's trapped in that barn, and then um, Shane kill, starts killing all of them. Fuck Shane on the farm, and fuck anybody that liked Shane. Anybody that likes, fuck them. Seriously, who, whose favorite character is Shane? I don't Horrible know. People, a socio psychopath. That's who. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Gotta hope she's listening. <laughs> it was a running barehander too. Of course it was. Of course, God, he's so good. I want, I want the fucking Dodgers to win the World Series. If they the might. Nationals don't do it. Seriously, though, who likes Shane? I, I only know one person. 
of all... My, my hands are literally up in the air. <laughs> he can't even. I'm going to find No. <laughs> no. She, she wasn't ready. She wasn't ready. Wait, what was the... I like the slap bed episode with yeah, the Robin Sparkles. Slap bed, that was... You son what, of was, a what was the... Uh, uh, Walking Dead again? Walking Dead was the episode where they're on the farm and then Shane unlocks that barn where <laughs> the family members are on there. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. no. I, was trying to, I was trying to... Doesn't matter. Never mind. That's Rick uh, Rick said that by text. That was not what I was... Ever I mind. wasn't paying attention. Even I knew the answer. <laughs> uh, never mind. Put your headphones on, Rick. Rick and Morty, season two. I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard Shane and just got blinders on. Rick and Morty, season two, episode four, also, total yeah, recall. Like, okay. What? Rick and Morty, season two, episode four, total recall. Where Waldo? Where's Waldo on acid? Yeah, is it's that, is that the um, it's whenever you realize the writers were just going to keep introducing more characters. Cousin Nikki, Mr. Beauregard, photo. Wait, really? That's um, that's a longtime family close. friend, Mr. Poopy Butthole, who indirectly mm-hmm, delivers mm-hmm. the most devastating line of season two. He told me to tell you he's sorry you didn't have any bad memories of him. Also, his name is Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> That's the um, one where all these imaginative characters are popping up. I would choose the Citadel over that. The cit- I would choose the, the Purge, Pickle Rick, Pickle fucking Rick. Um, uh, uh, the, the, the scrubbing of his memories in the... Um, Morty's Mind Blowers. Morty's Mind Blowers. <laughs> There's so many more I would <laughs> pick before that. That's I mean, not even in that's my that's it's a it's a weird argument because Rick and Morty is like comparing itself to itself. The writing is genius, but that amongst all of the other ones, I would not say is the most memorable. So the um, Silicon Valley is number forty three, just after Rick and Morty, and that was the season finale of season one. The optimal, yep, <laughs> optimal, <laughs> optimal <laughs> yoke. Tip to what tip about the y'all? <laughs> gotta account the, for the y'all. That might be one of the funniest. That is one of the, in television. <laughs> I mean, that's just so. F- that was I was. Dying. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Um, does girth matter? Of course, of it course, matters. girth matters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it does. Yeah, <laughs> by God, you're right. right. <laughs> by God, you're right. All right, um, that we got a bit off tra- off topic, but I knew that was going to be a long one. Dexter, what is that one? Sorry, Dexter, the Getaway, season four, episode twelve. God, Dexter was so good too. Okay, another one, no, Jump Shark. Never, yeah. never watched it. Uh, really? Well, man, never got into the first episode. Hooks you, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you're not going to be happy. An hour fifty, we're approaching. Oh snap! Yeah, yeah. So, um, but that was a good topic. Yeah, like quick, yeah, quick shout like out. That. That was we want to give a congratulations to one of our friends of the program, Jimmy Arkin, got engaged. Hey! hey. Welcome to both. The, welcome to the family, Aaron. Um, you just she, got a lot of brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's Aaron, the captain. Congratulations. Now. She yeah. is the captain now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah cool. She's good right. people. They're yep. good people. Happy yeah. for them. Uh, That's awesome. PMIC Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Search PMIC or put me in Coach Podcast on Apple Play. No, Apple Podcast, Google Play, SoundCloud. <laughs> um, at Tom underscore Natalie. At Ian underscore Foster 21. At Bobby underscore Blanco. All on the Twitter sphere.com. Um, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for joining, everybody. Night. <laughs> uh, goodbye. My watch is ended. Night. This has been Put Me In Coach Podcast. Squeeze!